Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Whenever something's bothering you, I can always find you here. You here for another cat fight? What's that? A letter. I wrote it to you when you were away at boarding school. I never sent it. Dear Serena, my world is falling apart, and you're the only one who would understand. My father left my mother for a 31-year-old model. A male model. I feel like screaming because I don't have anyone to talk to. You're gone. My dad's gone. Nate's acting weird. Where are you? Why don't you call? Why did you leave without saying goodbye? You're supposed to be my best friend. I miss you so much. Love, Claire. Why, why didn't you send it? I could, I could have... You could have what? You knew Serena, and you didn't even call. I didn't know what to say to you. I didn't know how to be your friend after what I did. I'm so sorry. Eric told me what happened. I guess your family's been going through a hard time, too. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to the Lonely Boys Podcast. We are here to break down Season 1, Episode 4 of Gossip Girl, Bad News Blair. I am Matt the loneliest boy. But of course, I am not here by myself. I am with someone who is such a good friend that I would give up a Babe Ruth cold shot baseball <laughs> and a $10,000 watch for, Ooh. Brendan Ruffle. How are you, Brendan? Thank you. Uh, I'm Brendan Ruffle, the creepy uncle of podcasting, aka yeah. Uncle Cream. <laughs> Shout out to Cream Nation. Hell yeah. Um, I also would like to think that that's, <laughs> that's not a reference to uh, the show at all. It's just like a, a genuinely nice thing you would do for me. No, I was planning on saying that even before I watched the episode. It <laughs> yeah, just happened yeah. to line happened, up. Happened to line I mean, up. we were, we really are the uh, the the Chuck and Nate. Of, <laughs> I, guess. Right. I guess I guess our you're you're Chuck then if you're giving me the ball. Our, our, yeah, I don't, I don't. I already don't like this comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's backtrack. Back. We'll edit that out in post. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, another. Oh, actually, you know what? Oh. I forgot. I you know it took so long to to get ready for this podcast, and I still didn't remember everything. I uh, I had a I had a beer I wanted to drink for this. Occasion I was going to say I, I don't know what made me think about it. I guess because I just edited the uh, the first episode. But I was going to say you haven't drank a natty daddy in a while. I know. So I, I have some <laughs> I, I have some uh, natty light man cans that I got to sell because I I turned in my last assignment for my Woo! last class of school. So as, as long as it passes, I'll be uh. I'll be officially done. So I wanted to celebrate a little. You know, I got no. Usually I have yeah. school on Monday. I have no school tomorrow. I want to let loose a little. And, <laughs> go uh, for it. If you want to take us, if, if it's nearby, you go grab it. I'll vamp. I'm going. To, yeah, it's like right next. Like, oh, yeah. I famously keep uh, the beers just in the room, not in the refrigerator, because I like my uh, my natty lights room temperature. Famously, yeah, you're a warm so type guy. They're right next to me. Easier to chug that way. Yeah. Can fall. Um. All right. So I'm back. It was. I am back. I have you're back. my natty light with the festive. Bald eagle yeah, and American flag wrapped around it. <laughs> oh, is it? 
It's yeah, no, it's unusual. got a it's got a bald eagle on it and it's American flag for some reason. Like you I just just yeah, in time for late August, I guess. Or something. I got I picked these up yesterday at 7-Eleven <laughs> and the 7-Eleven was packed because people were like prepping for the for the big uh, hurricane that was today. I don't know. Right. I don't know yeah. if it was bad on your end, but we got like a light drizzle over here and yeah, no, it was normal. It was like a pretty steady rain all day, but it, it wasn't even that windy. Yeah, it, there was like, like, there was like no wind, wind at all. Was this it. was the uh, the worst hurricane ever. <laughs> I was afraid. I, I told you yesterday, I was <laughs> yeah. like, we'll record regular time tomorrow if, if we even have power. Hopefully, we both have power. Yeah, right. Ne- well, I think you're you're famous for having like natural disasters at your house. Whether they oh, be, yeah, trees like, are like, always falling in the backyard. Trees falling <laughs> cars on are, cars, cars and like cars, dri- cars driving into your house. On. Yeah, well, are our house just attracts natural disasters for whatever reason. <laughs> um, all right. Now that I'm ready, uh, you, you got anything you need to take care of before we get into this? I got no business to take care of. I'm, I come all prepared right. on like some people. Great. I guess we can get into the episode then. This is okay. Uh, <laughs> Dive right in. <laughs> this is Bad News Blair. We have an, another big uh, Blair-heavy episode, obviously, mm-hmm. to, to my delight. The love, love the Blair. We really, really get to see, you know, what makes Blair tick in this one. Got mm-hmm. some more. Got the... The uh, new and I guess not so improved Eleanor in this one. The first, the first uh, the, instance where the actual actor is playing her mom. This, this is the first episode that this actress sticks. Like this is the one that we're going to see from now on. Yes, this okay. is the one we're going to see. Um, we had Blair's mom in the first episode, but it was by a different actor. So yeah, this is the first time we get the real Eleanor, and you know, not not a good first impression, I guess. No, I mean, her mom was never supposed to be really a good character, though. I mean. Yeah. No matter who they wrote this person to, she was going to be a piece of shit. Well, you know, we'll we'll see. So maybe maybe by the end, some of these parents will start parenting. I'm hoping. Besides, I mean, yeah, it seems like they're not the going Dilf. to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the Dilf is great. Um, so still a terrible name. Though. I can't believe they named him fucking Rufus. What is what an idiot? Rufus, like it's like a dog's the naked rat. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so in this episode Blair is thrilled when her mother Eleanor chooses her to be the new face of her clothing line however Blair's happiness soon turns to feelings of betrayal and jealousy when Serena moves into the spotlight and Blair finds herself back in Serena's shadow meanwhile Serena and Dan are reminded once again that they come from two different two very different worlds and Nate and Chuck indulge in a boys weekend to blow off steam after Ivy Week yeah that's that's true this uh, little this little blurb alludes to it but uh you know I was talking very highly that we, you know, got the resolutions where she's back with best friends with Blair, back with, uh, you know, with Dan. And we see a little bit of that in the beginning, but right away, she uh, gets into a fight with her best friend and Mm -hmm. the guy she likes again. Yep. Yep. Nothing else to throughout the plot. Undo undo all the progress we made in the last episode (laughs) right away. I mean, I mean, but they end, also, it, it's ends. I'm not going to spoil anything for these listeners because I guess everyone listens as they watch at the same time. Yes, they they watch along <laughs> with us. They go they go scene by scene. They right. watch a scene and then they listen they to pause. us react. Yeah, but it, it'll should we record the podcast that way? Yeah. One, <laughs> one scene at a time. You hear it in the background of our show. <laughs> Good idea. Um, so this is the first episode that uh, Jenny Humphrey's not in. Did you notice her absence? I I didn't miss her. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah, well, it's still early. What I I don't care about her that much, and I'm I still I'm still on the fence about her being creepy or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she was. I mean, I th- I think the episode was plenty full without her. Yeah, there was a lot going on. We really wouldn't have been able to fit a, no. a Jenny plot in there. Yeah, we have to shoot like her supporting character. Or just like again. in the background, like hanging out with her dad or something. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Um. So 
as I mentioned, this episode is called Bad News Blair. Can you get the, the reference this time? Do you know what, what the uh, title reference is uh, referring to? No, I was, I was pissed off there's no fucking baseball. I guess, well, I guess that there was a baseball physically in the episode, but that wasn't even her plotline. But, but, but you do know what the reference is this time. Is it about the bears? The Bad News Bears? Yeah, it references. It? I, yeah, I just want to know. Where, I just wanted to know if you. Wow, so I got one. Know where they where they got the name from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it has nothing to do of with it. Of course, references the the title is a reference to the 1976 sports comedy film The Bad News Bears. So they're just going for cheap, like play on words yeah. at this point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, then, all right, whatever. So you're one for three. I'm thinking. Now. I, I think I was thinking too much into it. Not that I understood the other references at all before this episode, but I think I was thinking they had some real. No, no, no. It's, it's, titles. N- no, no, no. I mean, bad news Blair, because Blair gets bad news in this episode, and they just want to relate it to any really piece of <laughs> all right. piece of culture. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Right. It's not a. It's not always. It's not going to be a parody of the bad news bears. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. I want They're not always going here. to be parodying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're one for three now. That's a respectful, a respectable day at the plate. Babe Ruth yep. would be proud. Um. So yeah, original air date October tenth, two thousand seven. Do you remember? Where, do you remember where you were? <laughs> October tenth. Uh, I feel like a lot of the answers are going to be like, if we keep asking this question, majority of the time it's going to be like I was in the same grade last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ask you every week. <laughs> so I was still in seventh grade, still smelly. I think I said last time I was probably still working on the smell thing. Oh no, it would have been, it would been eighth was, grade because uh... it would have been two thousand eight. We graduated eighth grade. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighth grade. We're in eighth grade. Still here. smelly, probably. That's when it all started happening. It all started happening. Oh yeah, but I, I, that was a good grade though. I like I like that grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. Good yeah, time. I made a lot of friends in eighth grade. Yeah, I started I started become to become a, a human being at that point. Yeah, you know, I that was the first time you spoke. I think in school. Yeah, about about that year. I, I spoke in fifth grade, and then like sixth and seventh, I stopped. Oh. Yeah. Tough years. Tough, tough years. years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's tough, you know, going into middle school. A lot I, of new yeah, people. Yeah, there. without a doubt. Yeah. Seven elementary schools came into one. <clears throat> Let me do my best uh, Kristen Bell here. Hey, Upper East Siders. There's nothing Gossip Girl likes more than a surprise, and we hear Blair Waldorf got a two-for-one special. Her mom, Eleanor, who just returned from Paris, and Serena Vanderwoodson, brunch buddies. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's that's how we uh, that's how we start the episode off. Uh, well, actually, no, we start the episode off before that with the uh, dream sequence from Blair. Yeah, this I, hate, is I hated a, uh, that. Oh, you hated that was really it. Really bad. <laughs> oh no! It's like, oh, this, this is, is so gonna fucking be, cheesy. This is going to be a kind of a running thing. Blair ha- Blair <laughs> is going to have these dream sequences sometimes. It's the first time we are hearing Moon River, the iconic tune from a uh, from I believe Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh-huh. and it always it always gets stuck in my head when I watch it. This was the song. This inspired me to uh, create a playlist based on all the music I hear in wow. Gossip Girl. Just because this this song specifically, Moon River, was always stuck in my head. So I put it on a playlist, and you know and the rest the rest from started there. from there. Yeah, but this yeah, is the first um, time so I disrespected the show. Like, I, I thought it was going to oh, be, no. yeah, this is the first time I really, like, was embarrassed. So this is the thing. Blair will sometimes have a dream that we will see play out. In the dream, um, she will always be um, in in a in an Audrey Hepburn movie, and she will be the Audrey Hepburn role. She's a big, she's a big Audrey Hepburn guy, Okay, Blair. And uh, usually we're also going to be hearing Moon River play as well, because that was uh, a song gotcha. in, in Breakfast at Tiffany's. So that's... All that stuff, um, and she in in the dream she arrives and she sees Serena taunting her through through the window. She finds out she isn't on the list to get into whatever she's trying to get into. So even though just in the very last scene we saw with this show, even though they patch things up, she is uh, clearly still jealous, at least oh, yeah. subconsciously, because she's having these nightmares that Serena is uh, overshadowing her. Yeah, that seems to be her biggest thing. Her best friend is always going to overshadow her. 
Are you, uh, are you a big dream guy? Do you have dreams like this a lot? Um, I usually have Audrey Hepburn dreams as well. I'm, yeah, I'm, always, I'm always playing the same character as her. <laughs> do, you, do you remember your dreams? It, it, it depends. Sometimes they're so vivid and I'm sweaty when I wake up. And sometimes they're Ooh. I don't remember them at all and I'm still sweaty when I wake up. I have a uh, I, I have multiple dreams per night. And, oh, yeah. And I, if, if I remember I'm one, just... I remember like five. And then if I, yeah. if I don't like think about them constantly when I wake up, they all get lost within like five minutes. But it's got to be that, not that the moment that you wake up. No, not related at all. Not related. No. But are you a uh, are you a skip the intro guy? Skip the when intro. When the intro comes on in the beginning. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, no, it's short enough. Completely. Okay. Short enough. No, for, for in, some, ge- in general. I think I, in I, general, was, I was skip? listening to, um, I'm behind on Renat, but they were talking about the TV show theme songs, and they were talking about how some mm-hmm. theme songs, one of the qualifiers to be a, a good theme song is if you skip that intro on that show or not. Um, I am a. Uh, some I'm do. a big anti anti skip the intro yeah. guy. I never skip the intro. I love theme songs. I love title sequences. To me, it's some of the best parts of the show. I love seeing little actors' names pop up, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get to see yeah. them acting a little bit." It's I feel really, like I, I do really feel like I'm cheating if I don't listen. If, if I like a show enough, I feel like I should know that theme song inside and out. Like I should, mm-hmm. and if I skip it, like from season one, then I'm not a real fan because I don't know the theme song that well. True, especially if it's like a really good theme song that I like singing along to. I think the one I might skip for like a a show that I like a lot, uh, I skip Parks and Rec sometimes on rewatches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No lyrics. Yeah, but it's a catchy little ditty. It is. What about The Office? Do you skip The Office too? No, I think that's a little bit better. It's better, but it's, it's in the same vein. Yeah, I guess. Both catchy think, little ditties with no lyrics. I think even the shortened version of Parks and Rec feels long, though. Wow, okay. So we're in stark opposition with this one. But yeah. anyway, I I <laughs> declare this tangent to be over. Okay. That's the best way <laughs> to take care of that. Yeah. So she has her first Audrey Hepburn dream. She's subconsciously still jealous of Serena. Um, she wakes up. We get that Kristen Bell voiceover that I just did. That's how we know that mm-hmm. uh, Blair's mom is back in town. It's the first sighting of the real Eleanor. Um, Eleanor and Serena, just just hanging out. Clearly, these yeah. these two are close. Nice. They have some of a history together. Um, we get the exposition here that Bendels is interested in Eleanor's line. That's why she's home early. And But she comes home early, and she didn't tell Blair that she was coming home. She didn't wake up Blair, have breakfast with Blair. She's having breakfast with Serena. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So you could see, you could kind of see why Blair is always jealous of Serena. Even her own mother, like, kind of chooses to celebrate these big moments with yeah. Serena instead of her. Um, have you ever just showed up to a friend's house to just, like, hang out with a parent and, and not them? I feel like that sounds like something I would do, but I, I can't think of any particular instance. I feel like this is big, this is big uh, Bobby's mom energy. With <laughs> I feel like I've, I've got, I've gone to... <laughs> I've gone to Bobby's house and Bobby has not been home and me and Ganesh have just hung out with <laughs> hung out with Barbara before. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah, you're, not, you're, not not, home, but... you're probably the, not the only two people she'd done that with of his friends. Either. No. It was like, pull, Bobby's not here. Pull up a chair. Is he going to come back? No, no, no. He's out for the night. Pull up a chair. Yeah. We'll have, I have some guac I made. We'll have some. Well, oh, there's actually a period of time where Tierney lived at Bobby's house. Yeah, like... that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. Bobby would not get jealous of that in the same way, though. <laughs> no, I don't think he would care at all. <laughs> no, Bobby would not care no. at all. Just. And people that do not know who Bobby is have no idea what's going yes, on. Yes, and Tony's okay. my sister, by the way. Shout out to, listen, to listen, T-Raw. Yeah, listen, audience, there's going to be some people we talk about that you yeah, don't know who they and are. and we'll explain one time, Get and you got to fucking remember after that. Get used to it. There will be a quiz at the end of the season. All yes. the people we name, you need to tell us who they were. And if you fail, you um, donate to our show. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So, uh, 
we see in this conversation that not only is she talking to Serena and not Blair, she's also still trying to control Blair. She she's with her like she's trying to control her eating, telling her not to eat whatever she picked up for breakfast. Yeah, that that was fucked up. No, the no nothing thing. more. Like, Oof, yikes, lady. Yeah, nothing more upsetting than Blair like turning to her mom with puppy dog eyes and saying, "I lost two pounds while you were." Away. Oh my god! Yeah. So unhealthy. And, like, not only this, like, she's telling her, controlling what she eats, but she's also complimenting Serena the entire time. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, really giving us the impression that she likes Serena or appreciates Serena more than Blair. Um, did ever have any? Did your parents ever, ever like, any of your friends more than you? <laughs> yeah, and I was always telling my parents how much weight I was losing <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, obviously, will... It's going to set us up for the, the tone of the episode, really. Um, we'll, we'll cut over to um, Chuck's Chuck's hotel room and uh, Nate and Chuck having another slumber party. I guess yeah. we really do have to assume that Nate just lives there. Um, and they're getting ready for a big party for the end of Ivy Week, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's on it's, Chuck it's, to throw this big party. funny how I feel like it's just the two uh, genders of couples. So it's like the Nate and Chuck and the Serena and Blair. And then like Dan just like is, does his own thing. I feel like it's a weird... Yeah. Like he's a fifth wheel by by a long a long shot, and I'm wondering if these five ever become yeah. like a group group. But I remember you saying early on that there's never really like a I, scene where they're all like I said, in the same room together. I I love the scenes where we get the. Five it's so it's so strange it to happens, have five people in the main yeah. cast, and they're not all of them right. are friends. And especially with this um with this episode in particular, I noticed that it's very split up. Like the two guys, Chuck and Nate do not interact with Blair and Serena at all. No, so it's two no. completely separate storylines that do not yeah. interlap at all, are not interweaved. It is not a Seinfeld plot where everything, you know, <laughs> overlaps at the end. It, it's two completely separate plots. Like these, you could like mix and match this with any other episode. Like they don't go together right. at all. If you wanted the time together, I would say that at the point when uh, Blair's kind of pushed to the side for her, that modeling role, it ends up being uh, Chuck who's chosen. And then Chuck and Nate are there at the photo shoot instead of Serena taking over ah, the job. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're trying to be a writer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying, yeah. To, you're trying to punch <laughs> that up would the be script. Perfect. Okay, interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, so they're getting ready for this big party that Chuck's throwing. Uh, he he throws his he shows Nate his uh watch that's ten grand and his uh his Babe Ruth cold yep. shot baseball. Wow, yeah. how did and these things are so I... random? You're the like, how is this going to play into this, the plot? Later <laughs> how did on? yeah? This is obviously Chekhov's baseball here. Like you don't just introduce a big expensive watch <laughs> and a big baseball unless it's going to come into play late. Like this is not just like <laughs> trying to establish that Chuck is a baseball. Fan right, like, <laughs> it's not character building. How, how did Chuck get this baseball? Like this is That's a very absurd. one of the most famous home runs of all time. <laughs> and Chuck, just, like I know Chuck wasn't there. He didn't catch the home run ball. Right. How does he? It's have huge. This? I mean, everybody knows this baseball like i think about anyone that I, doesn't even play baseball then they'll make the joke of like pointing out into the outfield right everyone knows like that. i'm certain like in the universe that we are living in i'm certain this has to be in the hall of fame but in this universe right. it is in chuck's possession somehow which good for him you know last week we got the marlins this week we have babe ruth is Lots this a baseball show i think this is a baseball pod is it this is this is, a, this is my favorite baseball show gossip girl <laughs> <laughs> so we get an we get an instant cut to the party a nice cool little editing trick where it, like chuck just snaps his finger and they're in the midst of a party now yep um don't know who any of these people are. Like we're not, and they don't want you to. We, yeah, we have not met these people at all. They're just people at Chuck's house. He's going to establish the rules. You know, he says, as of this moment, there is no outside world that I do not show you. You eat what I provide, practice what I preach. Until I say so, the only girls you talk to are the ones that I've paid for. I don't yeah, know if I go to this party. Too many rules. Like when... prostitutes. <laughs> Any? Well, yeah, he he has he he has sex workers. I believe that the term they go by is uh, sex workers these days. And was in, it just those 20... two girls? 
It seems like it, and they're providing the entertainment for the entire party. Also, <laughs> these are children, by the way. The Chuck has gotten yeah, sex they're workers like, for a party what, that sixteen years old. And yeah, they just finished Ivy Week. <laughs> Ivy Week, so they're all juniors. They're all ju- except for, except for Grandpa Carter, who's going to show up to a high school party <laughs> looking disheveled. And, also, and just the two of them have to fuck As like twenty them. guys. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I don't know. We didn't see that part of the party. I don't know how that worked, but um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, the last thing I want to do when I show up to a party is have a guy stand up there and, and give me like the rules of a party. Like, imagine when we do exactly the what the fuck I say like, here. Here's are the rules for the par- here's the rules for the parties. You can't do anything unless I tell you you can. Like, what? That's not how parties work. <laughs> and you fuck the girls I pay for. <laughs> Whoa, what yeah, the hell? yeah, yeah. At this point, I think I'd be like, uh, Chuck, this seems fun. I think I'm gonna go somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so he's got these sex workers here to party with the children. All right, I guess I guess that's something that's you know I. I'm fine with all these underage kids drinking. I, I draw the line at, at ordering ordering sex workers for yeah, the party. Yeah, it's no good. That's where I draw the line. But yeah, as I as I flagged up a little earlier, Carter Bazin makes his first appearance. Love, love saying this guy's name. Carter Bazin. Carter Bazin. Just a really fancy, fancy pants name. Is he a recurring character? Is he a one-time deal? No, he will be back. He'll, He'll be, be back. back. Okay. Listen, you, you don't have a name that good without making some return appearances. Right. <laughs> Carter Bazin. Carter Bazin. Um... He was a senior when they were in eighth grade, so this is this is the loser that just shows up to the high school party still, even though he's been out of high school for a few years now. Right. Um, seems like a cool, he seems like a cool the, guy at first. He does, yeah. He's played by the great Sebastian Stan. Do you know Sebastian Stan? Never seen him in my life. That's because you ditched me on the movie Tuesday where I saw I Tanya. <laughs> Had to see that one by myself. Oh, poor guy. I thought I, I, I think know. I've seen that. Wow, you went without me. That means I guess so. The first I, Ta- I Tanya, then the Tomorrow War. I thought we all you saw it together. Tanya, we, it's is the skating movie. Yeah, no, I 100 percent saw that by myself. Wow, okay, I saw it with like a group. <laughs> I think <that's... laughs> wow, must have must have missed. <laughs> so not only did you say no, you, you you turned down my invite to watch it, but then you went to and it. It must have been on a Tuesday, me. so I must have been like a half hour later in a different theater. Unbelievable! I don't, Probably in the I don't same theater as you. Yeah, who knows? So even with the uh, even with the four year age difference, he and Nate are apparently good friends because uh, Nate recognized him right away. Uh, like. Uh, Chuck says that he looks like Matthew McConaughey between movies. Don't know if I agree with that, but... Uh, no, I think it was just a drug rug he was making fun of, essentially. Yeah. Um, seems like someone's itinerary didn't leave, leave room for interlopers. Doesn't Chuck know a party isn't a party until someone crashes? I feel like in this um, episode in particular, I, I'm starting to notice that a lot of times when Kristen Bell speaks, it is very much just more so in a narrator's role and not even, like, as Gossip Girl. I feel like she's just saying things that there's actually no way... Gossip Girl could know, and she's just kind of moving along the plot in certain scenes. So yes, like, and that, now, that... now I'm starting to really understand that this is not the point of the show at all, is finding out who Gossip Girl is. Exactly. She's just a narrator. Right, right, right. She is, that's that's the main role, but, uh, I mean, it, it's, it, we have to assume that everything that Gossip Girl is saying is something that has been blasted on Gossip Girl, because that is the, that's the, that's the shtick right there. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, so we cut to a uh, Blair and Serena walking down the street, getting getting ogled by these creepy men on the street. Even though these are teenage girls, they're gonna you know cat call them whatever. Blair mm-hmm. already jealous again. We are still setting. <laughs> hey, they're this old up. dudes. She, yeah, they were very old. <laughs> like do, do, ogle ogle girls your own age, but don't even do that. <laughs> um, yeah, Blair's like, ah, oh, they were totally looking at you, and Serena's like, no, they were looking at both of us. And uh, then Serena starts defending Eleanor for some reason. Like Blair's like. I suck so much that my mom didn't even want to hang out with me. She just wanted to hang out with you. And she's like, no, no, no. She just didn't want to wake you up. He's like, 
Serena, why were you at my house hanging with my mom? Like, this, <laughs> don't you realize this doesn't make sense? And Serena's, no, 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 Eleanor's great. She loves you. I'm like, Eleanor clearly likes Serena more than Blair. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like they're, not, not to be too uh, creepy, but she knows who's uh, the hotter friend at this point. Wow. You think Eleanor makes all her decisions based on who's hot? It seems like it. Well, <laughs> she is that's, uh, that's in charge of business. Yeah. That's the business. That's the business. That's the modeling business. Right. Um, so when Blair is, goes in to get whatever, I, but uh, Serena sees Dan from across the street, you know, in a small island like Manhattan. You're bound to just run into, you know, the, keep running into the same people over and over again. Right. She's uh, she Not a lot of people Humphrey, live on there. So apparently they're on, you know, a last name basis now. And she, she even says, she says, oh, my God, this is what I love about the city. You're always bumping into people. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that only happens in this show. But sure, this, <laughs> I don't go to the city. and just like, I mean, I guess sometimes I see people. Once in a while, but usually in Penn Station where everyone's like coming from the same place. Yeah, but it's also like not like the random guy I like. I just keep seeing in the city every single week yeah. for no reason. Um, Dan's on his way back from his mom. Uh, we're going to get a bunch of mentions from the mom today both in this story and in rufus's yeah. story but we still have not seen the mom I was do you say, think, i'm hoping we you know we're gonna see her point. eventually or is this just gonna be a character that they keep referring to i think before this episode i would think maybe not but now that they've mentioned her so much this episode they 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 have to show her face at some point yeah it'd be ridiculous they, they have to be setting yeah, there's gotta up, be a her and lily standoff i'm hoping right um dan tells serena that he's bringing back cubans for his dad the uh the sandwiches mm. not cigars and this not is not the best you know, joke of the day serena this is how you know Serena wants to fuck because she laughs very hard at this very unfunny thing that Dan just <laughs> yeah. said. So she she is she is in love. <laughs> she really is so smitten today. <laughs> like I, I can't I cannot imagine laughing that hard at something. <laughs> I don't even know if Dan meant it as a joke, but he's like, all right, something I said worked. Okay, <laughs> so charming. Do you like uh, a Cuban? Or did you before your sandwich? Vegan? Yeah. I don't think I've ever, what, like, what is it? Like, Blair's going to come out and she has quite the nose. She says, do I smell pork and cheese? So I'm assuming yes, it has pork oh, and yeah, cheese. Oh, yeah, that was it. another thing I had to mention. Like, she was disgusted by pork and cheese. Like, is it pork? She's disgusted. And cheese? All, she's, got a, she's got a great nose because she just smells, <laughs> like, she comes out and just immediately <laughs> smells right. it on him. Through the bag. And she is gross at I don't know if she has such a disdain for pork and cheese or just a disdain for Dan because I think I, it's she Dan, just hates yeah. no. Dan could have brought back the fanciest sandwich and she'd be like, ew. And yeah, which I love. Yeah. I love just how much he hates Dan. Uh, yeah. for No reason other than he lives in Brooklyn, pretty much. <laughs> but he has a, a Cuban is Cuban bread, which is like almost like a, a softer French bread with roasted pork, uh, Swiss cheese, and usually some kind of like mustard spread. But I don't like with the versions with mustard spread. I like a garlic aioli instead. I've had a Reuben. Reuben is not the same thing. I don't like Reuben. It rhymes, though. It rhymes. It, it does rhyme. It's a sam- also a sandwich. It's pretty good. Not a huge fan either. No. Like, there's like, you know. There's five things that I like, and I just eat those things. That's good. Stick to the basics. I'm not picky. I'll eat other things. Yeah, but, but like, you've liked those things why... a lot. Yeah, just why keep going with it. eat your seventh favorite food when you can eat your favorite food? That's what I always say. Uh, fair enough. So don't call me uncultured. I I, I, I didn't say. It's one of the, th- it's one of the things pizza? Know, uh, vegan pizza. Yeah. But yeah, I just had a I blaze last night for dinner. Hell yeah. And then you blazed up. Hell yeah. Oh, no, I forgot to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Blair Blair can't even be bothered to stay and talk with them. She's She calls Dan uh, Serena's char- charity work and just storms off. And Dan's like, am I crazy? Or, like, last episode, did that girl tell everyone you had a drug problem? And now you're just hanging out with her? It's fair. It's Serena has fair. no response. Serena bad with the responses. She just goes, Blair can be a little... Blair. Blair. Which I, fair like, enough, he's supposed I guess, to get, you know? but he, he doesn't know her, so he doesn't know what that means. It is true. She is Blair, but... 
I mean, <laughs> I think Dan is rightfully very confused. Like, I don't understand why you're... Because <laughs> that was the last thing you saw. Yeah, he doesn't know the history that these two have, so... He'll learn. Um, so, the, the, uh, they're going to go. They're going to hint to having, like, a date sometime. So, he's going to say, call me sometime so we can get together and do that thing you didn't ask and me to do. she's been trying to get him to do this for... It feels like forever now. Even though it was just, like, an episode and a half or whatever. Yeah, really. Dan, but Dan's got to take the hint. Eventually. I know. She keeps asking him. Um, back at back at the big party. I guess this is a big uh, daytime party that they're having. This is a a day rager that I, Chuck is throwing. I guess at his so. House. It's it's uh, the post Ivy party. It was it's called like the End Ender's party or whatever it's called. I forget the name of it. But it's something apparently a party that that new character invented. Yes, I forgot what they called it as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the end of the world party or the yeah. whatever. Whatever. Uh, Nate's catching up with Carter and Carter. Carter, you know, very deep. He's like, once you turn away from money, you see, it doesn't. It doesn't buy you freedom. It pays for your prison. And uh, me and Chuck have the same reaction. We both roll our eyes. But Nate is <laughs> Nate is buying this. He's sucking Nate's in. buying into this hook, line, and sinker. Because Carter Carter's living Nate's dream. Because he actually broke free of what he was expected to do. Unlike Nate, right. he's like, I don't want to do this, but my dad's making me. I don't know what to do. So when, he, when Carter's like, yeah, I just, you know, did something else that my parents didn't want me to do. Nate's like, well, you can do that? What? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he also has no idea what he wants to do. He just know he doesn't want to do... No, yeah. That, yeah. Hey, that's the first step. That's fine. You got to figure out what you don't want to do sometimes right. before you can figure out what you want to do. I guess the unfortunate um, problem is that if he decides to do anything else, he doesn't get the funds, baby. That's true. Um, but we, we may discover that he doesn't have much funds anyway no, we, by, we by the might. end of this episode. Did you notice what uh, they were playing in the background at this party? Yeah. Oh, I had that written down. They were playing Wii Boxing on Wii Sports. Yeah, yes, they had Wii yeah. Sports up. So maybe <laughs> I would great. say this party. If, if Chuck was like, you have to follow my rules, but also there's Wii Sports, I'd be like... Like, okay. all, right, all right, awesome, fine. I'm in. I don't have to touch those prostitutes. I'll just play Wii Sports the whole time. They do make a lot of uh, fun video fun video game choices in uh, in this. There, there's another one coming up that uh, that I really appreciate, but uh, we'll get to that in a few weeks' time. Yeah, um, this is very timely. This is perfect, because I feel like Wii Sports has been out for less than a year at this point. Um, yeah, especially it, for filming, too. Guess, it must have been brand, uh, brand new in the scene. Yeah, yeah. This is right around 2007, so it was right around when it like, came out. I remember saving up to buy a Wii so I could get Wii Sports. I know. I had to buy the Wii on eBay because it was impossible to find for like a year and a half, maybe two years. I bought I one I at 300 bucks on... instead of retail 250 I think I got one for 250 on eBay. So how about that? Bastard. Oh, um, yeah, so Carter's apparently the guy who gave him their first joint, snuck him into their first club. Um, cool guy. Did we have anyone like that? I'm, I'm trying to think if we had any. We I don't, I don't think I've ever had... been to a club. No, I've never really been snuck into a club. I'm trying to think. I wasn't really much of a smoker. Either, I've, never, so I've never smoked a joint either. I don't know if there was an older person. That's like, very cool. In this was kind of like our, uh, kind of our uh, mentor. If, if anything, the, the first person I think of is is uh, Mikey First Cups. But he's Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, he would sneak us into a club. <laughs> so apparently, uh, um, Carter makes these YouTube films. He was one of the first YouTubers, I guess. Got those uh, subscriber uh-huh. numbers up. He was in on the ground floor back in two thousand seven. Uh, this is Nate's role model now. He's he's so enamored. Everything this guy's saying, Nate's just like smiling and nodding along. And now yeah. Chuck, big theme of this episode is jealousy. Chuck's now going to get jealous of his best friend as, as uh, he's got his eyes on someone else. And Chuck doesn't like that. No, he does not. And uh, this is episode four now. And Chuck still is by far the worst character at this point in this yep, episode. That, that, that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's his thing. He's going to let you know he's the worst. And he's he's like, listen, it's either me and these sex workers or Carter. Yeah, it's just, fu- yeah, it's just funny how he like finds more ways to be shitty. Yeah, so that's the thing. Chuck and Blair have this in common where they both get jealous very easily when it comes to their best friends. Yeah. 
Um, this is when Con- Carter first mentions the uh, weekly poker game that he plays in. You know, uh-huh. really Nate in. Nate Nate really is the perfect nice dummy for for. He's the perfect <laughs> yeah, prey for really Carter. Is. He just went. He's he's like, oh, checks having a party. Is Nate going to be there? That nice idiot. Yeah, yeah, I could I could get I could get some. Yeah, we established last episode how stupid he is too. So he's he's prime pickings. <laughs> Nate, you mean the guy? Nate, the guy that's never heard of Doctor Seuss. Yeah, I think I can get some money from him. Don't worry. Don't about worry. It. I don't even know if he knows what poker is, but I'll get him to play. <laughs> And I, well, I'm going to skip ahead for a second, but when he has to bet on a piece of paper, I feel like he just writes, like, 10 Gs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How much are we playing for? I don't even know what that is. All right. Oh, whatever. It. I'm down. Uh, Serena and Blair are shopping. Eleanor needs to find a model for her clothes. Uh, Blair's getting her big break here. And apparently, she doesn't, she doesn't even realize what's happening at first because she just wants to, like, chill with Serena. She's just very excited to have her friend back. But Serena's the one listening in, and, and she's the one that has to push Blair into accepting. So, uh... You know, at this point, I'm like, oh, Blair, you know, she's finally going to make her mom proud because Eleanor seems all about this. Right. And uh, even uh, even Gossip Girl knows about this already. She's like, is that a smile we see on B's lip? Yeah. Despite the spotlight's on her Things for once and has actually helped her get it. I guess miracles can happen, which, damn, why is Gossip Girl being a dick to Blair right there? He's like, oh, <laughs> well, wow. I thought, I thought but... she meant miracles as in, like, the friendship is, ha- is starting to be uh, a thing again. Like, they're starting to get along. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true because Gossip Girl is always rooting for this friendship, so she just wants... She she wants them to be friends as much as yeah, I Yeah, that would be pretty bitchy of Gossip Girl. Like, oh, miracles can happen. That's what I thought maybe, she was. If you yeah, can be a she was like, this, like, oh, the spotlight's on Blair for once instead of Serena. I guess miracles can happen. <laughs> Fucking Ooh, loser. <laughs> so after this, uh, Serena and Blair hanging out with the Minions, who, again, made sure to look up their names this time. Katie and Isabel. I will forget that by next week, but their names are <laughs> Katie and Isabel. Those are, the, okay. those are the Minions that we have this season. Gotcha. Katie I thought you were going to make a joke Isabel. and you were going to rattle off the, the Minions from uh, Despicable Me. The, the names of those three guys. Yeah, I wish I could. Have. I, I've, I've never I seen. I've never seen the Minions movie. So I, I never have either. Was Charlie, Freddy, something like they just have like normal guys' names, right? <laughs> something like that. There's a uh, no girl Minions. I don't think. Wow. Which, let's Maybe do a female reboot. Should. Maybe something we should look into as a society in 2021. I think so. There's no look inward. Female Minions. Um, now I have a logistic question about the uh, the Minions. I guess. They belong to both of them now, like Blair and Serena. Like, Blair clearly had custody of them when, when Blair and Serena were separated. Like, Blair obviously won custody over the Minions in the in the big divorce, I guess, yep. Serena moved away to boarding school. But now they're back together, like, who are they more loyal to? Do they have to answer to both of them, or, like, what happens? Well, I also thought it was funny that the four of them were hanging out, and she just slides back into her rightful position as, like, top dog with Blair. Meanwhile, when yes. she was gone, there was nobody that got upgraded to, like, uh, Serena's position. No, no. They're always this is, That's a position that cannot be filled. Yeah, Serena right. comes in and she's like, because Blair's trying to teach them how to like dance or pose or whatever she's doing. And, and Serena's going to be like, no, no, no. She's going to teach them how to bend and snap or hip and pop or whatever. She, <laughs> well, she's like, this is how you do it. This is the bend and snap. Yep. Um, but, you know, they're all having a good time. Blair's having a good time. When Blair's happy, I'm happy. So I was smiling in this scene just... You know, she's just having a great time with her best friend, Serena, and yep. uh, Dan tries to call. Blair takes the phone. She's like, ah, oh, this is the Vanderwoodson re- residence. And uh, Dan's clearly annoyed, but, you know, this is nothing. Like, he should just get over it. Like, right, Dan this is what girls do. Pr- these, are, these are friends. <laughs> Dan would be a b- great prank call victim, because apparently it does not take much to rattle him. <laughs> God, I'm just trying to talk to Serena. Why are, why are these girls fooling around? Yeah, I, I picked it up, and it's it not even her voice. So I don't know. So, so confused. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. How about now? I look better? Good? Hear me now? I see you. Uh, I hear you now, but you're... Hear me now? 
Yeah, yeah, I hear you now. Good, okay. I'm back. All right, I, I see and hear you. I think we're good. Okay. Okay, yeah, so... Right. Uh, okay. Um, it's a phone call. So, yeah, they... Uh, Blair... Uh, Chuck... Dan. Yes. So, Dan's, Dan's not having this. He's uh just wants to talk to Serena. Um... Blair Blair calls him Cabbage Patch, and I will always love this callback. Thank God Jenny spilled the beans on oh, that I one. Oh, I forgot about Blair that. Blair has this in her arsenal. Just make fun of Dan for having a Cabbage Patch game <laughs> whenever she wants. <laughs> did you Did you notice her call him Cabbage Patch? I, I didn't. I, I until you just said that, I was like, "What is that from?" I'm like, oh yeah, okay, last week. That is good. Ah, uh, yes, because she knows that Dan's got the Cabbage Patch named. Uh, I cannot remember what the name is named like Frederick or Clarence or whatever his. <laughs> the just keep rattling off male names. <laughs> I know it's not either of those, but it's something in that vein. Uh, <laughs> Serena's still very happy to hear from Dan. Uh, Dan's going to shoot a shot finally, ask her out on a date, which Serena accepts. Big Dan's feeling good about himself. Yeah. Throws an apple to himself and catches it. A big I was wondering if that was an apple, by Dan. the way. It looked like, it looked like it, I didn't see a stem on that bad boy. It looked like it was like a, a big yellow ball. I think it was an apple. I mean, maybe a prop apple. It, a it looked very proppy to me. A proppel, yeah. Yeah, a prop. All right, it was a proppel. Um... Rufus is at his art gallery. This whole Rufus storyline is a miss with me again. I just don't really care what's happening with Rufus, especially in this one. It's just like, whatever. Well, I didn't care so, until the end of the that plotline wrapped up, and then it got interesting. A little bit. But I didn't bit, really know where it was even heading. then, I was like... Yeah, so we hear someone saying, I can't stop staring at it. And I guess she was referring to the painting. He's just going to flirt with this girl named, named Bex Simon. She's, she's an artist chaser. You know, is Rufus finally going to rebound from a... From his wife, right. Allison, who we keep mentioning. And he's. Uh, it looks like that's the Nate we're going with there. So just a quick scene there. Nothing much there. But now right. we get to the... Now we get to maybe the best scene. Nate and Chuck get out of a limo to, to ball up. First of all, imagine us taking a limo to ball up at Fireman's. Hell we yeah. <laughs> roll up. <laughs> we all get a limo just at Fireman's Park ready to ball up. But And that outfit, too. Oh, my God, Chuck's wearing. Yes. I love a good Chuck Bass basketball outfit i was cheering like i was like because there's this isn't even the best one there's, there's going more to be, it's not even the it's not even the best chalk bath athletic outfit that we get in the show but this one i love so much there's a one even like i can picture it right now he's got such a good outfit later in the series but this is oh, great man. i was hooting and hollering when he came out he shows up to play uh basketball 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 yeah that's nice right Credit, credit to future friend of the pod, Lita. She's, she, she's also watching Gossip Girl right now. She, she came up with that gem. <laughs> Very good. Sure, she's not the first one, but... She, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I know I don't normally talk about fashion on the show, but the headband, the shade, oh, yeah, that's, that's the, the cut-off shirt, the sleeves cut-off with, with the little crowns on the shirt, the basketball and, and shirt. It looks just, so much more ridiculous because everyone else is wearing normal clothes. It's perfect. Exactly. I cannot believe Chuck is wearing this. Like, it really emphasizes it. <laughs> it's amazing. And the writer of this episode, uh, Josh Safran, who also went on to uh, create the reboot, um, he has stated that, in his opinion, Chuck's basketball outfit in this episode was the worst outfit in the entire series. Well, I think it was, like, comically put, well, put yeah, in no, there. Well, yeah, no, but he, he, he said, but he loves it for that oh, okay, right, 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 Yeah. But you as said this one, I'm hoping they're, the one that you're talking about is, is funnier, because this one was great, but I didn't know there was going to be more, so I'm really hoping there's a, a higher there's another. I don't know why Chuck is, like, I, I, I feel like Chuck would it would doesn't enjoy sports like he likes dressing up in like suits and everything yeah. i feel like he sucks at balling up he'd probably cheat i feel like <laughs> i feel like he'd probably like foul people like, I feel or like he calls like a, on fouls and there would be that yeah he's a regular mcdermott on the court he's <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um 
Chuck makes Everyone part of gets the, that too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should stop referencing people that no one knows. But <laughs> okay. I, listen, it's just a call between two friends here. Yeah, just this hanging is out. Not my, it's on. not my fault if other people listen in. Um, <laughs> but I mean, on Doughboys, Mitch is always referencing, referencing Shankton and Wu-Tan. Right. And Dano. <laughs> and now we're starting, it's been going on for so long, we're starting to find out who these people are, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Chuck, Chuck just makes Carter leave, um, but not for before Nate asks about the card game. Uh, Chuck just keeps calling him, like, the older brother. Like, why is he hanging? Like, I don't want to hang out with these old people. Chuck hates old people, and I approve. Yeah. I also hate old people. Yeah. But he's not, he was, what, he, like, four years older? Yeah. Stop hanging out with people half your age, Carter. I guess it is strange. He doesn't even come with the, with the crew or anything like that. He's just himself looking, like, kind of Well, I mean, he, he's here on a, he's here on a business mission just to get Nate to, to give him all his money right. in a poker game. At That's this point, to me, he still didn't seem too suspicious either. But I could just be a, a, a sucker as a watcher. No, I don't think I flagged it up either. No. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, can't remember the first time I watched this, but um, I don't think I thought anything particularly was was up with this. Um, Blair is uh, we're at the photo shoot. Blair's modeling the clothes. Uh, not really seeming to get the hang of it. Uh, they they say that she's prim, stiff, like a bookcase, unnatural. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could be a model. I think I'd be pretty good at that. I think it could, especially if you had Serena kind of coaching you like that. Eh, exactly. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but and not to say that modeling is easy. But I think I think I'm good. You'd have a lot of fun up there. Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so someone, I think the, the photographer, someone says, how is someone going to like the dress if the model doesn't even like herself? Which, geez, what a, <laughs> what a read. It's like the, the new version of, uh, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you, you going to love anybody yeah, but else? Yeah, shittier one. Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, if you can't like yourself, how is someone going to like the dress you're wearing? Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, Serena always listening in on people. So she, of course, hears this and she's going to try to save Blair. Um. Of course, Serena just like accidentally impresses everyone and books herself a gig. In the know, as like, soon as that happened, I was like, "This is Serena." She's book this gig. <laughs> Serena's been failing upwards since age three. Like right. this is she. Uh, she tries to get Blair out of her shell, tells her to be a tiger, and I gotta say, Blair as a tiger was fucking adorable. She was just. I, I, I felt uncomfortable I, seeing that. Honestly, you felt uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like, oh, so. I mean, she's purposely, like, she's a good actor, actress. Like she was purposely cringy, to, like, yeah. to make Serena look better. But I just didn't like seeing it. She's having a good time with Serena. Yeah, I, I don't know. know why you can't just be happy for her. I know, but Serena is just much... like so charismatic. I can't help but just watch her. Instead. We're not going to get this much happy Blair. So watching her pretend to be a tiger with Serena was. Uh... <laughs> All right, so you're a hater, so we'll just move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get this. We finish up this this iconic photo shoot. Love seeing them have having fun and laughing. Everyone in the room is like, "Fuck yeah!" Now she's got it. Serena, well, I was happy for her too. I was like, "Okay, good." Like she Serena helped Blair yeah. get something that she wanted, and I thought that was going to be the end of that. Yeah, Serena even refers to Blair as a sexy beast. She's very supportive here. Oh, with her awesome powers impression. <laughs> He's a sexy beast. <laughs> Serena just wants the best for Blair here. Uh, she gets a call from Dan. She tries to leave because they have movie plans. But uh, Blair says she needs her. Says she can't let her mom down. You know, once again, parents suck. She has yeah. all this pressure on her mom. And Serena's really helping her. So she she makes her stay. Um, Serena's got the tough choice here to make the call between yeah. uh, Blair and Dan. What, did did she make the right she call? She made the right call because their friendship is just uh, rekindled at this point. So you got to like I agree. mend the wound here. I think she made the right call. Things yeah. can, you know, go bad with Blair very quickly. Right. I think seems to be in a good spot with Dan. I think you could. Yeah, I think she makes the correct call. And, you know, uh, what's the f- phrase? Chicks over dicks or whatever. <laughs> whatever they're saying these days. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think if, yeah, if Dan I, wasn't understanding, then fuck him also. So then he's just not the right, right yeah. guy. So, yeah, she makes the right call, but at the same time, it is kind of shitty to leave him hanging last minute while he's, like, already in line getting but he didn't tickets. But t- I think it's shittier if he already bought tickets. At that point, he was in the perfect spot to get that call. True. At this point, 
I mean, but he still did go all the way out. I don't know how close the movie theater is, actually, so I don't know if he went all the way out there. But at this point, I would have just seen the movie, like, and much like when you abandoned me at Itania, I would have yeah. just seen, <laughs> I would have just seen the movie anyway. But Dan right. makes a big show of it. He's like, how many tickets? And he's like, none. No, yeah, I know. He, the, he saw, saw the, the wheels turning. I was wondering what he was going to do. It storms up. If this was a parallel imagine of the that... Itania thing, though, Serena and Blair would have showed up like a half hour later and seen the movie <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Imagine, just imagine being that ticket taker and someone waits online, gets to the front, and you're like, how many tickets? And he's like, none, and walks in, like, all right, good prank, I guess. Yeah, like, right. especially if he's like really emphatic about it, like, I'll take zero, baby. <laughs> Got me. Am like, I on okay. camera right now? Like, all right, whatever. All right, Ashton. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, good for Serena. I feel like it. it's in Serena's nature to choose some guy she wants to she wants to sleep with instead of choosing her friend. So I, I think I, I think it's good that she, uh, she's been very cold. Dan, of course. Very understanding. Just kidding. He's not that understanding. He's yeah, he's a little bit annoyed. annoyed. Yeah, and but Serena really can't hear the annoyance in in his voice, so, so she thinks things are you know fine. She'll with save space with him. Yeah. You know, they still kind of are for now. Um, and then we get back to this boring Rufus stuff. He gets this visit after hours from Beck Simon. He's like, "I'll stay open for you," simping for this girl. Uh-huh. He's like, "All right, I don't care about this flirty interaction." But apparently, yeah. this is a very apparently this is a very important piece of art. I mean, I. I wish I got art, but I just, I just don't get it. I don't know why this nah. piece of art is so amazing and important or whatever. Um, I know. But Bex is going to shoot her shot here and ask Rufus to celebrate with a drink. I know. And uh, he, he answers just about as horribly as you can. This I mean, this is exactly how I would answer. I think if someone asked me to celebrate with a drink, this is this is out of the school of, of Maddie Fresh here. Where <laughs> she asks for a drink and he's like, uh, actually, the, the uh, painting you just bought? Yeah, the artist is my wife. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely yeah. tough. And at this point, I didn't realize that he was still so stuck on her that he wouldn't even go on dates. I thought he was still like trying to go out with people, but I guess not. Yeah, apparently not. He's going to self-sabotage there. He does get her card, though. So she's like, if you ever do yeah, get over yeah. your wife, because, I mean, you and me both know she's not coming back to you. But So if you ever get over her, right. here's my card. <laughs> Essentially what she said. Like, okay. Um, I think his plot line is here to be like, hey, guys, hey, listen, what watchers, um, or viewers, rather. These, these, hey, Upper East Siders. Yeah, the Upper Rufus East Siders. There's, the parents aren't all terrible. Here, I, we got a Rufus voiceover. <laughs> we got a Rufus voiceover once. Hey, hey, hey guys, it's, it's me. me. Rufus. Just want, just want to say, not all parents are bad. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, Beck Simon asked me if I wanted to get a drink, but I still kind of want to get back together with Allison. <laughs> What's going on with this mopey Rufus? XOXO. Uh, but yeah, if they, they, they got to have one, one, one decent parent here, and it, it may be boring, but at least yes, there's there's uh, an old person that's yeah. not a piece of shit. They're hard to come by on the Upper East Side. Well, he's from yeah. Brooklyn, as we. As we know, but so. <laughs> right. guess they are still guess they are still hard to come by in the upper east side. Yeah. Um, Chuck's going on his little pub crawl. Uh, is it St. Patrick's Day? Like it's not, because it's just after Ivy Week, so apparently it's still like early in the school year. But they're going to this like Irish bar, I guess. This pub, um, one per borough, right? They want to do. Yes, he did. Which is also insane because I'm thinking like how normal people travel, and that would take fucking. All day, true. And I'm like, but oh, they have car they services have, yeah, and limos, yeah, exactly. yeah. And I guess that's why they started so early because they. You know, they got five burrows to hit. Oh, yeah. Um, Chuck is so anti-Carter. Just, again, says that Carter sucks. I mean, he turns out to be right. Yeah. It's just yeah. very funny we to watch him. We don't expect that. I'm like, wow, Chuck's Nate's, so fucking yeah. annoying. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nate's still in his uh, sad boy rebel face, and he just goes, you really don't get me, do you? And, uh, and he's like, like kind of like, what Chuck do I want to get about you? What do, you don't even know what you want. And, and, and he, yeah. just, he has no response Yeah, he tells that. him. Yeah. He tells him he doesn't know what he wants. But like I said, you know, sometimes you got to figure out what you don't want before you can figure out what you want. Yeah. And Chuck, Nate knows that he doesn't want this, so. Uh, Maybe maybe he can find what he wants at the poker game. Right, and Chuck doesn't get that at all. Chuck's like he's like we got money, bro. 
Yeah, why would we waste our time? We, yeah. we have money. Every, these people want to be us. Right. I mean, I wouldn't mind being them, I, I guess. I wouldn't mind. Money's not everything, but... Yeah, somewhere between the two of them. Imagine not having to worry about money. Huh. Ugh. Huh. After this episode, uh. after the Lonely Boys blow up. Oh, I don't yeah. Know, you that's don't true. even know. If you're listening to this, we're probably already rich and famous. <laughs> probably. Especially once we, we so get... We, a... We're going to corner the whole CW uh, post to share yeah. recaps. Yeah, this is a nice little uh, time capsule moment where back when we were at... Back when we were modest little Lonely Boys. Right. I think next year, we're, next season, we're going to rebrand and come back as the Wealthy Boys. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> We'll be going on our own uh, five borough uh, yeah. bar crawl. Coming to you live from, from the relatives. five borough pub crawl. <laughs> Not even recap episodes of Gossip Girl. <laughs> yep. And you know who's going to come with us? Your your friend from Fire Island is going to come with us on the whole bar crawl. Oh, okay. The, I like it. The, the actor from uh, <laughs> the series. Yeah, bar, uh, yeah, Bobby Burke. Yeah, he'll be with us the whole time. He's going to be our third co-host on next season. Oh, I was very upset. No, uh, no Bart Bass in this episode, uh, unfortunately. Uh, um, Rufus jamming out in the loft, the, uh, former lead guitarist of Lincoln Hawk there. Uh, Dan comes home to complain about Serena again because, because of the one missed date. Now all of a sudden he can't tell if she's worth it. Like, th- does he like her or not? Like, if he likes her, then she's probably worth it. Like, just kill- chill and go with it. It was one missed date. Like, yeah, you have nothing else down. to do. Like, what, yeah. What was he doing before Serena? Right. It's not like he was... He was like, crushing on her. So, yeah, you... Yeah. Relax. The man. main problem he uh, he tells his dad is that he just hates Blair so much, and he I guess he thought Serena wasn't gonna go back to that friendship, but like they were friends before, like they were friends long before he was in the picture, and he can't really you know control her. Like, right? What do you think? Is like, you or don't her? Be friends with Blair. Yeah. Relax. I know you just met me, but don't be friends with Blair. He says yeah. uh, she's everything I hate about the Upper East Side distilled into one ninety-five pound doe-eyed bon mot tossing label whoring package of girly evil. I, good for him if he just came up with that on. I, I was I, yeah, I was like, jeez. Right. I, I can hardly say it, and I'm fucking reading it off my notes. <laughs> well, I, I think his dad gives him good advice here, though. Yes, good advice, Rufus. Yeah, I, and th- this this line did get a laugh at a Rufus at least. So Dan's material is killing in the in the Humphrey household. <laughs> um, he's like, "What does this say about Serena that this is her best friend?" And I guess I see that point. Like, right? Because he, he only sees the worst of her too like, so far. Right? Because yeah, he only sees. But I mean, maybe he should be like, you know, maybe there's a little more to Blair. Like, who knows? Rufus Rufus tells Dan that he dated a girl like Serena once. You know, Lily, very much yeah. like <laughs> much Serena. Like he's clearly referring to Lily, who we know he is he is dated, but uh, Dan still does not know this. Imagine we actually um, find out that he's uh, dated Serena before. Oh Jesus! Please, <laughs> please, please don't, please don't put that into the universe. He basically tells Dan to go for it. But in a very vague way, because he's just alluding to this, like, failed relationship that he had. And Dan sarcastically is like, oh, thanks. That was a great story. But I guess he's going to he's going to take the advice, at least. So that's stick with him. Yeah. Um, we, we go back to Blair's house and Eleanor is literally tucking in Blair. Like, and this like Blair's <laughs> yeah. happy here. And I know I said that I'm happy when Blair's happy. But there's something like so sad about this where, like, Eleanor is only nice to Blair when she's like doing well in life. Which, like, nothing right. about this love is unconditional, as it should be with, like, a mother and daughter. Yep. And, I mean, y- you can see why I have so many soft spots for Blair. Yeah, right. I, I totally, it, it was sad. And she's like, you haven't done this in so, so long. Which probably was, like, since she was literally, like, a kindergartner. Yeah. And she's, like, I was talking to her for, 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 yeah. I was setting you up for a joke there. When I said I had soft spots for Blair, I thought you were going to say, and you have a hard spot for Blair. No, it's not like this kind of show. Let's, let's try it, let's try it, let's try it again, let's try it again. <laughs> So you can see why I have so many soft spots for Blair. <laughs> Rufus has a hard spot for Serena, baby. 
That's fucking gross, Brendan. I don't know why you fuck. That's come on, Brendan. What 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 do you think our audience is? God. Anyway, so it's, Serena's calling Dan for another chance, which I think is just seventy five percent of the show at this point. It's just Serena and Dan trying to get second chances. I know. Um, why did Dan answer the phone while he was brushing his teeth? Like, like oh shit, I got a spit. He answers. Yeah, he answers Serena. He's like, hey, Serena. He's like, oh god, I want to go for two three. Like, this is on you. What were you What were you thinking? <laughs> like he all of a sudden he doesn't know where his sinks are located. He's like, where do I go? Where do I spit this out? <laughs> it was a strange gag. No yeah. payoff there. <laughs> Very smooth here though. She's like, How's the movie? Did I miss something amazing? And he's like, Yeah, well, even even without the movie, you know, you missed something amazing. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, okay. All right. How how long were you planning that one out for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what Serena's thinking here. She wants to make it up to Dan by inviting him to the photo shoot tomorrow. Something that Dan does not Sounds enjoy great. doing. Yeah. Where Blair will be, the worst person in that Dan, Dan thinks she's the worst person. Like, what is she thinking? Like, well, he, he calls her out on wants, this too. Yes, and I get she wants another chance, but it doesn't have to be the literal first thing you're doing. Like, clearly Dan is an afterthought here. Like, I already have plans tomorrow, but do you want to like do them with along me? Yeah, and, yeah. and that'll be our first date? Like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> like, literally anything else. Be like, afterwards, you want to go food? Do you want to just wait another day and we can try the movie again? Like, right. she says she's gonna make it up for him. By buying anything he wants at Craft Services. Dan uh, obviously knows that Craft Services is free. But uh, yep. Serena responds by very charmingly hanging up on him. She's just so going to be cute. like, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah very, very cute. Um, good for her because I guess this does work. Dan's going to follow his dad's advice. That would work on me easily. I think that's also like in high school. Like Girls have all the control over over us stupid men. If they invite you to go anywhere, you just do it. You just have to do it. That's true. Everyone. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Women, women are better yeah, than men. Co- yeah. I mean, no lies detected. Yeah. Um, we get the late night meeting with uh, with Eleanor and the bigwigs from the fashion industry or whoever they are. They come barging at night. Uh, and the bigwigs, they hate Blair. She's rigid like a twig. They keep shitting on her. And all I was episode. upset because I feel like she, she had a good outing last time once she, she figured herself out, when she, uh, Serena I helped know. her out. And they still... Just have Serena yeah. coach her a little. Right. It'll be fine. Eleanor looks at the photos and she's like, oh, shit, you guys are right. She does fucking suck. She, she is a twig. I hate it. Um, and of course, the, the guys are like, this is the girl. And yes. they bring out pictures of Serena. Uh, timing's just so awful. Serena and Blair literally just got back together, and a lot of their problems have to do with Blair's jealousy towards Serena. Yeah, yeah. So it's just Here a big fucked up combination of everything. They're like, this girl just has it, and I mean, they're not wrong. She does have it. She does have it. I don't know what it is. It was like a big I I I when uh, I saw this plot unfolding. Mm, yep, yep. I, you, you knew where this was going. Yeah. Um, but Eleanor does have the option to shut down and stand up, shut it down, and stand up for her daughter. And of course, being the great mother that she is, she decides to <laughs> shut it down. And says, "No, Blair's my daughter. She's gonna do this." And uh, we end of episode. We just have a happy thing. Perfect. Like, yep. Jk. Um, <laughs> they go they go to commercial here, but we know what's gonna happen in a world where the parents choose status over their kids time and time again. And, and speaking of which, it was at this point that I noticed that we had gotten Lily yet. Lily's not in the episode at all. I mean, she is, but to this point, we're like 25 minutes into the episode. She still hasn't appeared in. Mm-hmm. Uh, no captain either until the end where he gets he gets mentioned. So uh, at least when Eleanor's enough bad parenting for one episode, really. We just have to focus yes. on her. She covers it all. Um, Blair wakes up for the day, very excited. And of course, at this point, we, we already know what's happening. We know the decision that Eleanor's made. There's no chance that Blair's going to actually do this photo shoot. Uh, Serena... Apparently already on her way to the shoot, which should be a red flag. First of all, Blair should be like, why is she... And Serena... 
Serena's just so frustrating here where she just never picks up. And Blair calls her out on all this in their big confrontation. Like, what does Serena think is happening here? Oh, Blair's running late? Okay. Yay! Yeah, I, I, I guess you, like they know what's happening in, in like that field, though. Like, you just, I would, at that point, you're young, you're 16, just listen to what everybody has, like, what the adults tell you, I guess. You know? I mean, she made plans with Blair to, to go there together. Like, I feel like she's not even, like, I know she tried to call Blair, yeah. Blair didn't answer, but I, I would think something's very suspicious here. Yeah, Serena did say herself. She maybe, was like, yeah, I guess I should have picked up on that. Maybe I'm just smart. I guess I'm just smarter than these guys. That's true. You're a fucking smarty. Eleanor breaks the, uh, breaks the bad news to Blair, as the, the titular bad news to Blair, <laughs> and tells her that, uh, she isn't the model. Obviously, obviously blames the other people. She doesn't be like, well, right. now they gave me the That's opportunity the to let you still her, have honestly. it. It's not but, just, uh, like, the initial move of, like, taking her out, yeah. but also then lying but about if, it. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it would be one thing if if they were like, no, it's got to be Blair, and she just didn't stand up for it, but they literally gave her the option. They're like, it's your line, <laughs> it's your call. <laughs> so, she, yeah, she obviously blames the other people. Blair tries to play it off, like, she like, didn't oh, want to no. do this. Bless her heart. Which but she's sad. wiping away yeah. a tear. Right. Feels so bad for her. But, yeah. at least she's friends with Serena now, so she has someone to turn to when she's feeling blue. Perfect. She, she gets right on the horn, she calls Serena, she's like, hey, turns out, uh, what did she say, my, my modeling career is over, fast, over faster than Jessica Simpson's acting one. Little, little shot at Jessica Simpson. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so you want to crash with me and get and go, and Serena doesn't answer. But uh, you get the sense that uh, Blair would be able to bounce back from this as long as she had her friend by her side, right. and uh, that's not exactly no, no, what is no. going to happen. Even at the, even at this point, I'm like, how on earth did Serena go to this thing without making sure she was going with Blair? That that's where I'm coming from. I just I just feel like they, they had these plans. It's, it's and she gets there, and Blair's still not there. But we'll we'll get to that later. Um, Rufus, back at the art gallery. I'll just yada yada through this. Like I said, okay. 25 minutes into the episode, and Lily's just making her appearance here. And in a small island like Manhattan, of course he sold the piece of art to Lily. How on earth does this keep happening? How on earth? She, and she's like, of all the art galleries in Brooklyn, I didn't think I would end up in your shitty one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how many are there? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, probably a lot, I, I guess. guess yeah, she's... I guess. But ha- literally every episode, they're having a thing where they just happen to, like, their kids are randomly dating. She's buying art. Like, how? How is this even possible? <laughs> um, we get the exposition here that's been 20 years since they dated, and uh, Lily's like, and you still don't know women. Um, yeah. Now, I'm, see, now, the confusion to me is, this is the woman who invented the refreshment committee and the entertainment committee for him, but now they're, like, back to hating each other. Yeah. I, well, we, I again, we didn't since see that scene under- when uh, he swooned her, so. Yeah. Exactly. I guess she's like, how dare he sell art to me? We are back to hating each other. But then she still says um, how much she loves she... the piece. Afterwards, she gets yeah, fucking well, gorgeous. I mean, that did you see the piece? Yeah, that cannot be denied. It's obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I, I, actually don't, I actually don't know why they throw that. Like, it's just at the very end, it's like, yeah, but what would you think of the piece? And she's like, it's extraordinary. Sh- like, why? It's just tight. <laughs> Literally, what? The, who cares? Why did we need to get that little button on the scene? Like, that my but the wife piece still is extraordinary. Yeah, right. It's not even like you made <laughs> like, it. Like, did did the person whose art it was that they were using for the episode was like, yeah, but you actually have to say that it's really good at the end of the at the end of the scene. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I'm trying to sell this just so people know that it's actually a great piece right. of art. But we do but, get a little uh, bit of least... her talk, bringing up his wife and how much his wife hates <laughs> Lily, which is yes, interesting. Like, I'm wondering what happened there. Is there some uh, some conniving and yeah, cheating going on back I, in the day i mean we, so we're somehow having a love triangle when we've never even seen one of the members of the triangle right we've only we've only seen two of the sides it of the triangle so far but uh, she uh 
she she says to Rufus, she's like, Allison wouldn't like this in my house. Like, why don't you call and ask her? Are you still giving her space? Like, all right, she, the wounds are yeah. still fresh. He has, a good, he has a good point, though. Like, how the hell would she know? It's, she's not going to go to your house anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, maybe, maybe she is tracking Rufus. Who knows? But yeah, at least yeah. Lily makes it makes it through this conversation without completely shitting on Brooklyn for once. <laughs> for now. For now. Um... So uh, Chuck wakes up, still wearing his leprechaun hat, or I don't know if he wakes up or if he just, the party's just ending or whatever, but uh, Babe Ruth's ball has been stolen and his watch, we knew something bad was going to happen. They don't, you don't introduce Babe Ruth's ball without it uh, going missing going by back the up, end. Yeah. Uh, Dummy Nate is at the poker game. Apparently he's good at poker. He's like an idiot savant. Like he's up $5,000, but, uh, and he's smart enough to know that he should leave while he's up, but uh, Smooth Carter is going to talk him into staying. And uh, Yeah, the plan wasn't uh, going this... all to plan at that point. Yeah, this this sucker's uh, dumb enough to fall for. I wish he would have just stuck to his guns and been like, no, why right. would I say? But he's going to listen. He's like, well, you know, Carter's living the dream. He must know something. Carter knows. Better, better do it. Um, back at the photo shoot. Um, I guess, you know, we don't really have, like, an event that everyone goes to this episode. I guess this photo shoot is kind of just the event of the episode here. But this is kind of All one right. that breaks format where usually you lead up to the a big party that most of the characters at least go to by the end. But this... Uh, yeah, still like we said, it was the two separate, lines. yep. Yeah, where one thing's the photo shoot and one thing, I guess, is like the poker game. Um, but yeah, so Moon River, again, starts playing. So we know we know this is going to be a big Blair Serena moment because Blair comes in, realizes who the model is, and uh, she's like, no, not again. Not not Serena. Yeah. Anyone but Serena. Like, And Bla- Blair had to think something was up when like Serena never answered her call and she had to go there by herself. Yeah, like, she was going to hit the But I, I feel like Blair... The, the longer she went going to that photo shoot without Serena calling her back, like, the pit in her stomach must have just been I know, drawing, she, like, she had a I better not show up there and see Serena pop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she definitely, by the time she got there, it was definitely, like, 80% she knew. She was like, I know what's going to happen yeah. when I go up these stairs. And then it was just confirmed, and, ugh, oh, man. Yep. Blair is so mad, and I get it. She storms off just as uh, Dan's coming, so Dan's gonna kind of hide behind like a wall and hear this whole conversation in the stairwell which i feel um, like it's already a theme in this show like, a lot of people are just like, exactly, dropping yeah. all the time people yeah and also in josh Schwartz's other shows like the oc people are always just right place right time just kind of like <laughs> listening in on things like yep. all right i guess it's convenient for the plot and then also but... she walks away afterwards and just sees him just like a fucking <laughs> horse you're, so you're, you're, funny. Yeah. she's like fuck you anyone else like, are you fucking and you heard this are you fucking don't you dare <laughs> right. feel sorry for me you fucking loser yeah but yeah uh she Serena finds her. She's like, what? What's wrong? She's like, I can't believe for one second I thought that it would be different this time. You just couldn't deal with the spotlight shining on me for once, could you? And I get why Blair feels this way. Like, maybe you can say it's not fair to Serena. She didn't know what was happening. But, like, she says, she's like, what about this morning, then? When you glanced at the call sheet, did you see my name on it? When I wasn't in hair and makeup, didn't that seem strange? When the dressing room had only one name on the door, what did you think? They just forgot? These are all great points. And Serena's yeah. just like, well, I was told you were running late. Like well, yeah. She was people lie, Serena. Yeah, exactly. She. Uh, it was all just like Blair's biggest insecurities, just smacking her right in the face. And again, Serena was definitely, uh, kind of in the dark about all this. But maybe she just kind of thought a little bit harder. She but like, that. just think for like a for a split second. Stop being so self-absorbed yeah. and st- like realize obviously people can lie to you. Like stop being so self-absorbed and think yeah. about like, oh, what's going on with Blair right now? Maybe I should give her a call. Like. But it wasn't so malicious. Serena, uh, no, it was not malicious. I will I will give her that. But obviously I'm 100% Team Blair here because yeah. you do have to choose sides, of course, every of time. Of course. And technically Serena doesn't do anything intentionally wrong here, but her neg- negligence is just so frustrating. Like, 
when you're Serena and everything just goes right for you and everyone just bends over back backwards to try and make you happy, like including your friend's mom, like <laughs> you never stop to think that something might be wrong because you never have to. And like, this is what Blair has to put up with as Serena's friend all the time. And like, yeah. you get the sense that this is always happening to her. And that's why, you know, that was a, a big reason why this friendship, you know, failed the first time or whatever. But yep. Uh, and I and I bet she really did think it was going to be different this time because they had that big romantic scene in the rain that right. like that seemed like it would change everything. That's the ending of a movie right there. That's supposed to change everything. And then we come back and it's like first week back to being friends and she's already getting crushed again. Like I completely see where Blair's right. coming from. Right. I'm starting you know? to see why the stealing her boyfriend thing for a night was such a big deal because I'm sure oh, like yes. a bunch of things coming to a head and then of course she yep. takes everything from her including her boyfriend. And she brings that up too. Yeah. But, and like at this point Serena just needs to have compassion. Like she needs to see what she did like even if she didn't mean to do it like don't like try to explain your side of it just see that blair's hurting and be like shit you are in a really fucked up situation like i'm sorry yeah, your mom I, fucking hates you. what can i do to make this better <laughs> like apparently it's just so easy to trick serena like blair's running late can you do this whole thing without her for now okay sure yeah, yeah, yeah. no problem and she that then that's just because you take it like she, she's like why would i do this and she's like blair says because you take everything from me right. hey my mom you can't even help it it's just who you are i thought maybe this time would be different yeah. i should have known I'd be wrong. She doesn't even want to really do it, but I guess that's also part of the problem is that she doesn't care enough and is still doing it better than her. I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's and listen, like I said, I'm a professional sidekick. I've had the friend that's just like effortlessly doing better than me at everything. That's that's winning people over more than me. I won't name names. Well, we did last time. We said it was me. Yeah, obviously. Um, But yeah, so I, and I'm I'm so mad at Serena and Eleanor, and I'm also just mad at the writers because I can't believe this is happening in their literal first episode as friends. Why do the writers <laughs> Why do the writers hate us? Give us drama from any other place because I just want these two to love Good each house. other. This is I just I would and I just like to give Blair a hug right now. She's Aww. so sad. And of course, Dan's hiding behind the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, should Dan have just like turned around and laughed? I don't at know. a certain I was point, should Dan have been like? Hey guys, I'm I'm kind of here. Uh, Serena, <laughs> you invited me. Remember, I I would be pissed if that was Blair too. But I'd be like, why did you invite Dan? Right, why right. is Dan here? We're supposed to be hanging out. Like, why did you bring Dan? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? It spells all around on her part. <laughs> what do you? So Blair's so pissed to see. I just <laughs> the last thing imagine next episode. Say. Dan wakes up and <laughs> Dan wakes up and Serena's having breakfast with his mom. Like we've never <laughs> even met his mom. But <laughs> Dan wakes up. and He's like. Mom, you're back. And so we're just like, yeah, yeah, she didn't want to wake you. She just went in. Or, yeah, or, she, or like, Blair wakes up and Dan's having breakfast with, with Blair's <laughs> Dan's mom. Dan's having breakfast with Eleanor. <laughs> I met him at the photo shoot yesterday. I didn't know who he He's was. Well, we did <laughs> he have could that, be a model. We, we had that moment with uh, Eleanor and Dan where he walks out and she's like, what are you doing here? Yes, that was that's <laughs> like, so good. I actually have no idea. I That's a very good point, Eleanor. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to turn right it around. It is so funny whenever someone from this world doesn't know who, who Dan is. Like, I mean, as you know, I've been watching... Uh, Gilmore Girls recently, yeah. and this reminds me of, we're, I'm in season six of Gilmore Girls right now, and this has happened a couple of times where uh, Paris gets introduced to Luke, and it's season six, and she still has no idea who he is, and she's like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I think we have a lot of Emily moments like that, too, and she's like, and what are you doing here? To anybody. There's yeah. a lot of people that she doesn't know. She's like, who are you? And who are you? <laughs> but yeah, um... <laughs> uh, spotted. Lonely Boys, Rude Awakening. Again. They say it. Girl, ve- Lonely Boys. Very fit. Fa- Yes, uh, name check to us. Uh, very fast on the scene here, knowing that this is happening. Upper East Side Queens aren't born at the top. They climb their way up in heels, no matter who they have to tread on to do it. Mm-hmm. Always so poignant, that gossip girl. So. So, uh, Serena's very mad right now uh, at Eleanor. She storms back up. She quits, and Eleanor Eleanor has the audacity to ask why. Why? Why? What? What, what happened? Because of Blair. <laughs> 
And Eleanor is yelling at Serena to come back and then hilariously stops when he, she sees Dan. We just discussed, we're just like, who are you? And <laughs> this, this poor sap, <laughs> no one knows who he is. What if he, what if he did <laughs> My name is Dan Humphrey. <laughs> Hopefully stop short of the punching her in the face like he did with Chuck, but just, right. <laughs> just shut. I'm Dan Humphrey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she asked Dan what he's doing here, and he has no idea. Very embarrassing. Like, why the fuck? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm here for the craft this? services. This is so bad. Uh, Serena said she'd buy me craft services. <laughs> craft services is free. <laughs> what mean, are you doing here? You look, look so stupid if you said buy craft service, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard that you guys had good craft service. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Have <laughs> cash. Um, th- and then out of all times, Dan tries to talk to Serena while she's changing. Don't know why the creep could have <laughs> for her to just be dressed. I think he's he, like, pass me the, my jeans. The angle, too, looked like he actually definitely could have seen behind that Yeah, curtain. he's, like, standing against where he could just, like, peek in. And she's like, hand me my jeans. Like, and um, Dan, again, calls her out for always wanting to be in the spotlight. At this point, I get him being a little annoyed. At this point, when he's gotten there and she's in the middle of a fight with Blair, she stole her photo shoot. Eleanor just yelled at him for being a nobody. Like, I'd be like, Serena. Why am I here? Like, why did you do this to me? Yeah. And Serena's also fed up at this point, but she should see where everyone's coming from. She 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 got played, and it was at the expense of her best friend and the guy she likes. And she's like, oh, so my best friend doesn't believe me, and now the guy that I like doesn't believe me? And Dan's like, oh, she likes me? I, think, uh, I, I know, I saw here. that, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. That's all I would have heard. Well, smart. He's like, wait, you like me? Okay, maybe we could work this out, actually. Let me, uh, <laughs> I was let me to get out of here, but all right. Wait, hold on, hold on, what was that? Okay, actually, uh, <laughs> hold on. yeah, that's fine. Here's your jeans. Um, <laughs> let me put them on for you. <laughs> So yeah, Blair's mom tricked her into coming because she didn't want Blair. How do you tell your best friend something like that? Is what she says to Dan. And I don't know. I'd, like, what, what would you do? How, how do you? How do you? What would you do in that situation? I feel like, I like because the thing no, is, no good way. Eleanor never went to her. Eleanor never straight up went to her and been like, "Listen, you're better than Blair. Let's do this without her." She just kind of neglected to mention that to Serena. So right, like, so she didn't have the full so, information. Yeah, so like, I don't think Serena presents that well to Dan, but. Whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. Serena, but whatever. She she's in her feelings at this point, so she's not saying everything correct. She uh, right. She finally snaps at Dan, and there's there's just trouble in paradise everywhere. We we literally undid all the progress that was made in, in episode three. Literally, yep. everything has got like uh, we had the big thing. Is she gonna make up with Dan first or or Blair? And it, it just like she made up with both of them. We had a nice ending to the episode. Now it's just like let's fuck it up again. Why not? Right. As when I, I saw this, I'm like, is this gonna be every episode of the show? Is everyone's gonna yeah. get into fights and then? make up by the end of the episode back Honestly, and like serena and dan and blair specifically like just every episode yeah but at least this leads us to the great scene of yeah. dan and blair in the hallway yeah this, so, this like i said happy. frustrating episode but i love this scene because it's pretty rare we get a good blair dan scene where they aren't hating on each other like yeah. usually when they're in a scene together either dan's shitting on blair or blair shitting on dan but this one they are being human beings to each other you know so i cherish these moments between uh, two of my favorite characters which uh, yeah. obviously blair i know she blair was, is my... you, so I was i was happy to see him yes. being nice to her and like the the flags going up and being like all right let's let's yes. talk like human beings here yeah like obviously blair is my favorite character right now and i know i shit on dan all the time but dan is also another one of my favorite characters i think uh i i st- even though i'm always making fun of him he's still one of my favorites yeah. so when they have this human a little bit of sad boy it's uh it, it's kind of like the the rare scenes in the oc i know a show you love that when Ryan and Summer have scenes together, it's, they're my two favorite characters, but they never really have one-on-one scenes together. So when they finally do, I'm always like, yeah. yes, I cherish these. And now I'm cherishing this Dan and Blair scene. Um, Dan has come on his own volition, he said. Serena did not make him come. I don't know why she would. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's what Blair said. She's like, what did Serena say? Like, Serena's going to be like, can you talk to Blair yeah, for he's me? The like, right, what? He's the right guy to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, that's who Blair wants to talk to right now. <laughs> right. But Dan just Dan just takes it, sits down for a little. <laughs> she's like, normally I wouldn't be this close to you without a tetanus shot. She's got to she's got to uh, hit yeah, that one. And that was my best joke of the night. <laughs> yes, that we reached. I had a feeling that might be it. That that was was it. it. Even in this poignant moment, she still she can't resist. <laughs> Zinger. But uh, Dan just takes it. Uh, he actually takes this opportunity to open up to Blair. We finally kind of get the story of what happened with uh, his family when his. Uh, mom left him. And just like last week, just like with Eric, it probably just feels good for Dan to like just tell someone and have them listen. And Blair is the perfect person to listen because she's also having problems with her mom right now. You know? Yep. A lot of shitty moms. A lot of shitty moms out there. Um, he says that his mom left a month ago, but his dad, his dad and sister are like in denial. She's, they're like, no, she's just gone for the summer. Like Much like uh, Lily Aldrin of How I Met Your Mother fame, she had to leave for the summer to pursue her dream of becoming an artist. Right. Yeah. And she becomes, she becomes very unlikable in that season. Mm-hmm. But uh, summer is over, and she still doesn't come back. Unlike Lily, she has not come back. I'm so, glad we could uh, get Dan... some more clarification on this too, because I feel like up to this point I was confused about, about like where everyone stood with the, the Humphreys' mom. Yeah, I didn't really like, know that just he was keep still stuck on her. Mentioned. Yeah, so we get Rufus and Jenny are kind of in denial. That's where Jenny is this whole episode. Now Dan had dropped her off to spend time with his mom, gotcha. so clearly she's still spending time with him. Rufus, uh, I guess, is just still. Uh, you know, counting the torch hope. for her, yeah. hoping that she, yeah, to, that she comes back. But Dan is getting fed up with her. Um, he says that summer's over. She still isn't back. He's also clearly hurting now. So, and we're starting to get some depth to Dan as well. Like we saw right. Dan as kind of the everyman. He's kind of like our eyes into the Upper East Side. But now we get to see some of you know his struggles as well, which is always good to humanize. You know, further humanize his character. Like, like I said, I'm such a I'm such a character development. He's a I just love I just love character development. And uh, Dan Dan wants to say to his mom, either come home or leave for good. And he was, you know, recently right, having lunch here. with her, and he's upset. He was upset that he didn't say anything to his mom when they hung out, and he wishes he had done so. Just, just so you just know, to put it out there. Just so she knew how I feel like Blair's like, why didn't you? Like, I don't know. I just couldn't, but I wish I did. So the, yeah. uh, I think the moral of the story that Gossip Girl is saying to the kids is: tell off your parents. You may not right, get another yeah. chance. Tell, tell if you're pissed at your parents. If it doesn't go well, then who cares? It. At least you put yourself out there and you. That's what Josh help. Schwartz is saying. Yeah. Tell them. off your fucking parents because they suck. <laughs> tell them they're they pieces suck. of shit. Your parents suck, so let them know. Yeah. I'm always saying it. It was, it was. I don't know if it was at this point or not when uh, Gossip Girl says something about how there's a point in every girl's life when uh, you realize that your mom is like more fucked yes. up than you are. Yes, I think that is later, but I okay. I, I agree with. This. I think I've already reached that point where yeah. I, <laughs> I reached that point a long time ago when I realized <laughs> that I was better than my mom. <laughs> that happened a while ago. In eighth grade graduation, like oh, my parents are fucked up. Yeah, it was in my it was in my speech when I when I graduated. <laughs> I grabbed the mic. <laughs> Great. Um, back to the poker game. Uh, Carter manipulates Nate into betting big. Doesn't take that much effort off of him. Um, people have explained poker to me numerous times, but I still don't know how to play. I was going to actually, I forgot I I was going to get into this. Like, I have no idea how to play poker. And so many people have tried to explain it to me. Yeah. We're we're the same on this. Yeah, people love poker. Don't know why. But, uh, so people are, like, always playing it. Just like, it's, you know. It's a game everyone should know. I'm like, no, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so, like. Yeah, even in like college, people like people have uh, poker, yeah, it yeah. so many times, and it, it like it like sticks a little like when I'm playing in game. But I yeah, it I complete like I think I'm just at the point where I have stopped learning new things. Like I will, the cardinal directions is another thing I will never understand. Like I'm twenty. The cardinal directions. I don't, north, I don't know what north, south, east, and west is. People have said like it's like where you, know, you are. Like go- if you're just outside and you can't tell. If if I'm outside and you tell me to go north, I have no idea. Like. It, I don't care where the sun rises or sets. I don't. People that's have said fair. the water is the water is south. Okay, I think that's right. more common. Yeah, but I feel like with, anyway, with, with I, poker, I feel like it's it's two things as far as like actually playing it. 
a lot of it you have to memorize or just like have up a cheat sheet mm. in front of you and people just like play enough where they memorize all the sets they need or whatever it is right. and also i don't care to learn those things because of how annoying like the people that like the game are so it's like <laughs> yeah, such a man's man kind of game and i hate right. that kind of shit yeah exactly and at this point if we if we did learn like we're at such a like a learner's curve disadvantage like we'd be the nates where everyone's just taking advantage of us to Right. Be like, oh yeah, bet, bet big here, bet big here, or they treat you like an idiot. We're like, oh no, you don't want to do that here. I'm like, shut the fuck yeah, up. No, shut I, up. I, Especially for I love too. Yahtzee though, and they, and they throw the same oh, words like, full 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 house and four of a kind and stuff like. So right, I think I, it's, just, I'm it's easier it's, to see on a on like in Yahtzee because it's like just numbers instead of having to memorize what, what weird with, combinations with of things with cards. With Yahtzee, you get to say Yahtzee. Yahtzee! <laughs> That's the best. Part <laughs> That's of the best. <laughs> Anyway, of course this chump Nate loses. <laughs> like Nate, uh, Nate says he might need some time to get the money, and uh, yeah. and uh, Carter's like, "What do you mean? You're an Archibald? No, you don't. He's an Archibald guy. Don't worry, they're loaded. He's got money. Tell your dad to write you a check or whatever." And th- and maybe Nate's not so dumb after all because he realizes pretty quickly at this point. Like I guess maybe he could have realized yeah. sooner, but at least now yeah, he realizes that here. he's been set up. And now a, a, a switch has flipped for Carter too. He just starts being a dick to Nate. He's like, yep. "It's like I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell everyone." That, I don't even know what he's saying, but he's just like, oh. "But uh, here comes Chuck to save the day." I know. Chuck I gets a... to play hero in Chuck-y. this one. Now, Chuck is obviously still a shit guy, but he will always have a soft spot for Nate. And <laughs> for he'll always have a soft spot for his boy Nate. And it, you know, it's kind of cute how much he loves him, even if he, even if he's gross in every other way. Like he clearly loves his best right. boy Nate. And, uh, and it's a little unhealthy, but whatever. Now, somehow in a room with Chuck Bass, Carter Bazin is the biggest scumbag right now. That's hard to do. Right. I know. Charles, Carter Bazin is the biggest scumbag in the room, even though Chuck Bass is there. I was so, I mean, I was so surprised by all this. I, I was like, I, yeah. what a twist ending. Yeah, so, so Chuck Chuck reveals he, he knows that Carter stole his watch and ball, and he graciously lets him keep it in exchange for Nate. We know the watch is $10,000. I know. We, Nate, Nate, I don't know how much. Nate was in the whole, what, $10,000? Like I think he, I think that was uh, that was that's what he wrote down on that piece of paper. Yeah, I think it was ten thousand yeah. dollars. Now the watch alone is worth ten thousand, and who knows how much the, the Babe, Babe Ruth, Ruth one's got to be. Big, I feel big like it's money. worth way more than he's that. Be in the million. So he's he's given a blank check to Carter here. Yeah. And I guess I guess he's not much of a baseball fan if he's just. He, he has no idea what he just gave up. He probably think, oh, it's probably another thousand bucks. Who cares? But who's Baby Ruth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, good for Chuck. Gets to play the hero here. I. I Love a good bromance, you know, Chuck and Nate. Like, Chuck may be shitty in every other way, but he is not a bad friend to Nate. And at the very least, we can say that about him, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. So, uh, Nate wants to pay his boy back immediately. Uh, he, he refers to his own dad as the captain here. He's like, let me just, I, I just have to transfer some of this money into my trust fund and hope the captain doesn't realize. Which and is I still hadn't, I hadn't captain, been picking I up, yeah, I hadn't been picking up on that. Until you talked about his name is the, the captain. captain being his, yeah. It's his name's his name's Howie, but it, I don't know what he's a captain of some sort, I guess, because everyone's always calling him the captain. Um, of course, Chuck, being the good friend that he is to Nate, says he doesn't have to pay him back, and uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after I realize it. I have no trust fund anymore. I would, yeah, and Chuck does not need the money. Um, Chuck says it was worth every cent to finally see the last of that guy, but I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of Carter Basin. <laughs> oh. Just uh, not to spoil anything, but uh, you know. But uh, spoiler. <laughs> You don't book the star of Itania and only use him for one episode. I know he hadn't been in Itania yet, but what I, you know. But you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. Anyway, so Nate realizes he has no money in his trust fund here, and uh, he makes a call, and he finds out that. <laughs> and he had two hundred thousand in there prior. <laughs> yeah, and I and I said that Eleanor is doing all the bad parenting in this episode, so we couldn't have anyone else. But uh, 
Howie Archibald from off screen makes a bad parenting move. We we find out the count was drained by his father. What yeah. the fuck could have happened here? But I, I don't. I, it was something that happened last episode because I, I thought they amended the whole uh, issue with Ivy Week. I thought that was yeah, all they did. said and we, done. We don't we don't know what happened here. We just know that uh, he didn't tell his son that, but he took all of his money out of his account. So gone. something's got to be happening. Like why does yeah. Nate's dad need this money? The one thing I could think of is maybe uh, whatever. Mr. Archibald does for a living is not going so well. You know, it'd be funny if uh, his if Nate's dad also played poker. With I was just about to say that. Was exactly. <laughs> it's like, shit, it didn't work with Nate. Let's go with his dad. <laughs> and that's how they got the idea. They were like, the Archibalds are, are so fucking, fucking bad at dumb. poker. I bet I could get Nate to fucking do this. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go get Nate. Go get Nate. Go get Nate. <laughs> Almost definitely what happened. Oh boy, we need we need that lost episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I've already said that the captain is the worst parent on this show, but this is somehow a new low. Like even off screen, he's doing new lows here. Um, but that's that. Uh, Blair back at the photo shoot. She's newly inspired by Dan of all people, and she's mm-hmm. here to tell off her mom. And uh, they tr- they they very funnily try to give her the job back. Now that Serena's quit, you hear someone like she's like storming through, and but it's like, hey, do you want your job back? <laughs> but Blair, Blair <laughs> does not have time. For this. Me she, now. She's just here to curse out her mom, which of course makes me so proud. Like yeah. like I said, you you gotta curse out your parents once in a while. Hell yeah, you, you just got it. It's it's uh, it feels great. cathartic. If this was HBO, she would be cursing out her mom. This she would, would be you know she'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? You yeah, fucking she would said like, suck my dick, mom. Well, yeah, probably. No. Very tame because we, this is a CW show, but. Uh, of course, Blair is mostly hurt because her mom picked her best friend over her. Like, if it was just a stranger, this would not be nearly as bad. Like, it'd still be shitty, but she'd get over it easily. But she's like, why did you pick Serena? Like, you're already having breakfast with her without me. Like, not even telling you that you came home. And now you're yeah. giving her, like, the position you promised me. Like, oh, I didn't even want the position. But right. then you gave it to me and then took it away just to yep. give it to Serena. Like, it's so like, oh, up. I was going to tell you about it at dinner tonight. Like, oh, that makes it much better. You're going to tell me later I just, on. yeah. I just need someone in the show besides Rufus to be a good parent. Anyone. Anyone step up, please. <laughs> the role the role of second best parent in the show is up for grabs, and it's someone just needs to do something. Yeah. It's a big, big drop there, on Rufus. And even with Rufus, like, Dan and Jenny, their mom sucks. So, like, there's not one person in the right. show that has a set of two parents. Not that you need a set of two parents, like, two good parents, but, like, still, just, like, there's no one who has... Only one just, guy. Like, two parents... That are both just like good people, even There's, just like even just like normal, not even just like anything. Yeah, less, even just anything like better than bad. Average people. Yeah, everyone's fucked up. Um, I want to try to manipulate Blair and tell her she had to do it for the company. She's like, "What do you mean? You've always been my biggest fan, my biggest supporter." And Blair's like, "I'm your daughter. Like, what, I'm not your fan. I'm your fucking daughter." Right. And y- you can tell how hurt she is. Leighton Meester again, back to back episodes of great performance of having to just be extremely hurt by people who are close to her. You know, first Serena, and now this episode Serena a little bit too, but mostly with her mom here. It's just heartbreaking um you know being blair must be pretty tough you know she is she's a, a rich pretty girl but just like just think about having to live in this big house mostly by yourself because your dad left you your mom's always like in paris doing shit and then when you see your mom she's like shitting all over you and telling you not to eat breakfast and like right. your best friend's yeah. always out shining you like just because you have money doesn't mean your problems are invalid that's what i'm saying yeah but give us some money our patreon <laughs> information cash, yeah. our patreon information is in is in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> Um, Eleanor is very calculating. She's like, as my daughter, I knew that you'd forgive me in time. I'm like, all right, great to know that I'm a business decision. Oh for yeah, you. here like, comes the good line. Ah, uh, um, what's the good line? Well, when she says, "I know you'll forgive me in time," and then she like ends it with, "I guess we'll we'll get to it when we do our uh, little ah, yeah, theater." Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I hope you do." Um, 
yeah, and she's like, she, she would never forgive herself if she lost out on this deal. So work is clearly more important to her than her own daughter. <sighs> you just, I, uh... you just gotta sigh. You just gotta sigh. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear it from us, but in every girl's life, there comes a moment when she realizes that her mother just might be more messed up than she is. And there you go. That was the line you were referring to, the yep. uh, gossip girl. Um, and now we get Dan back on the roof where the photo shoot was. Uh, he brings Serena something from Crest Services, apologizes to her. This looks like you shit, know, pretty by the big way. Of- I don't know what that was. <laughs> Pretty big of Dan, though, to just decide that, you know, let me just apologize to Serena. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Serena was kind of in the wrong, and Serena's going to be the bigger man and just be like, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. And uh, so Serena's now going to, we're going to try to do this thing over again. She's like, how about you ask me out again? How about you actually let show, show up? Yeah. No drama, no disruptions, I promise. Uh, we'll we have the fun banter between, like, oh, you promised. Now that means it's not going to happen. You're like, oh, I take it back. It's very cute. Very cute. Yeah. Do you think she'll actually keep her promise this time? Are we going to get this? Much talked about first date with no drama. Are we going to get it? We're going to get it. I'm confident. Wow, okay. Good to know. And does Blair come in and she like jokes that she wants to be a part of the date? Is that what she was doing there? No. That's not how I read it. But Blair Blair does come in. And Blair seems to be conspiracy. Like, uh, this telling off of her mom really just kind of cured her. Because now she's ready to... Like, she was able to focus all of her anger in the right place, kind of. So now she's able to accept Serena back into her life. She's even... Nice to Dan here. Yeah. Like she she's not even shitting on Dan. Like she Yeah, exactly. She is so she is so zen right now after telling mm-hmm. off her mom that she's good spirits for everyone. And maybe the three of them can be friends after all, you know? This will be a great um, trio. I'd love for them to be friends. I would love it too. Serena admits that Blair was right, and of course Blair's always right. We know that. Uh Blair is glad that Serena pushed her to try and do the photo shoot because it ended up being a very important day for her, the day that she finally got to curse out her mom. Yeah. Um but yeah, what she's doing it like uh I believe Dan says like Friday at seven or something, and Blair was like, I think we can agree to those terms, meaning like she's my friend, so I have dibs on her first, but I think we can agree to let, I'll, 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 I'll I'll let, let her, her be out. available. Okay. Yeah, I'll let her be available for for you at that time, you know. Yeah, that's just Not like, I think we can agree to that computer. because yeah. we're a package deal. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, What? You're having dinner with both of us, buddy. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, okay, yeah, used to sure. It. <laughs> um, so yeah, in uh, in one episode, Serena managed to ruin her friendship and relationship again, and then win them and back again back. by yeah. the end of the episode. Like a really like nothing episode, like not nothing because we did get important character development with both Blair and Dan, but a nothing episode in that like the plot didn't really get advanced forward because we're just exactly where we were left left off with. Right, but uh, and, uh, I'm glad at least it ends on another positive note. Of course, Blair and Serena, they're upset they just didn't get that fun with each other. This friendship is turned into the heart of the show, dare I say. And that's when uh, Sean Kingston's beautiful girl yes. starts playing. And we are about to have this little hot girl summer montage that they go through. And uh, just, I-, I have to flag this up because uh, Sean Kingston's beautiful girl starts playing here. Me and Sean Kingston have the same birthday. Just saying. Wow, that's huge. Same birthday, yeah. That's right. Very impressive. February 3rd, if you want to wish both me and Sean Kingston a happy birthday. In the same tweet. Better Listen, be. I don't have... Please do. I don't have a lot of uh, celebrity birthdays that overlap with me, so I gotta... Yeah. I gotta the, take the, these The main for me is J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. Well, J.K. First of all, J.K. Rowling, and secondly, <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a turf, so well, we she, she, doesn't, she doesn't deserve to get her, now, her name pronounced correctly. Yeah, the, the, the turf J.K. Rowling. Um, anyway, back to the important stuff. Obviously, I love this montage. Yes. And I actually thought that we got this at the end of last episode because I completely forgot that they fight again in the very next episode and then make up and then have a a, a montage like this. So I, I thought that this happened at the end of episode three and I was so pissed because I thought HBO Max cut it from the episode. But then when I was watching this one, I was like, oh, of course, they fight and make up again. Oh, yeah. So this will be where it is. So I was like, oh, my God. I was like, 
All, all that I've wanted since the show started were these two BFFs to just have some fun together, yeah, nice and time. we are finally seeing it. They Great steal montage. clothes from the fashion shoot, and yep. Eleanor freaks out like it's like it's the end of like a teen comedy movie, like like it's right. And she's like, "Where are my clothes?" <laughs> it really was. <laughs> like it's the end of that fucking like like, oh. like big big fat li- like it's the end of Big Fat Liar or something. And <laughs> <laughs> why well, you kids? You kids are messing with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so they wear the, the the balls on them. Like good for them though. They they wear the nice clothes. They take a taxi out. They take some fun photos in front of the cab. They go around taking pictures of each other. You know, one thing about me, as much as I love character development, I love strong female friendships, baby. I love so it. Your big thing is the character development. My biggest thing mm-hmm. in like media in general, montages. Like huge on montages. <laughs> okay. Sucker for a montage. And th- how was this montage though? This was great. It was great, especially with the be- the back of a- track is incredible. Yes. Because they are beautiful girls. Sean Kingston was That's right. True. I know he wasn't. I know he didn't write the song about them, but <laughs> I'd like to believe that he did. I also have a quick anecdote about the song "Beautiful Girls" too. Um, oh, go for it. For fans that don't know, Nicole, my girlfriend, that's her name. It'll come up in Ooh! conversation in the future. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, of many years. Um, when she was in high school, there was a boy that had a crush on her who proceeded to get uh, earrings that said it had the letter N on them, just like an N on each ear for Nicole. And whenever okay. he would oh, see, wow. he would he would wait for her at her class and sing this song, "Beautiful Girl," to her as she walked into the classroom. Wow, <laughs> yeah. the the hold that she had on this guy. Oh my god! Yeah, so good for her. Needless to say, beautiful girl she is. Needless to say, Needless and, to say. and you don't you really don't need to say it. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. Like I said, love the strong female friendship. You know, they they even you know. They hold hands and kiss because they're in love. Like, even if it's just friendship <laughs> love, even if it's just platonically we, we in love with kiss. each other, we love you kiss. see their love for yeah. each other. Like, maybe they're not romantically in love, but they're at least platonically in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am I'm, I'm so happy for them, especially Blair. I, I could cry. Thank God they're friends again, because I could not handle it if we started another arc where they just weren't friends again for, like, multiple episodes. Yeah. That I'm glad at the very much. least. Yeah, I'm glad at the very least it was self-contained and then we got this montage out of it. Yep. And uh, Gossip Girl's going to end the episode by saying... This just in, S&B committing a crime of fashion. Who doesn't love a five-finger discount? Especially if one of those fingers is the middle one. Everyone knows you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. And in a world ruled by bloodlines and bank accounts, it pays to have a pal. As much as a BFF can make you go, WTF, there's no denying we'd all be a little less rich without them. And Serena and Blair, they do besties better than anyone. Not, no, that's not a tear in my eye. It's just allergies. Without you, I'm nothing. Gossip, a real love letter, a real yeah, love right. letter to Serena. She loves, she, she loves him. She would do anything to be friends with him. Um, At this point, it's so kind of sounding like it could be uh, what's Dan's little sister's name? I forget, but it could be sounding like uh, Jenny from her. This that's what yeah, I was Jenny. thinking too. Um, a uh, in my mind, a pretty subpar episode, but at least it has a great ending. Yeah, I mean, well, we're gonna get into grades now, I guess, but yeah, probably least favorite of the of the bunch. I agree. Not yeah, I, and it's hard to stack up to the first three episodes. So you, yeah. you're gonna have a little yeah, bit of a dud, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't a bad episode. So. No. so yeah, I think before we do that, let me get into the user review of the week. Yes, please. Um, so we, I, I couldn't find like a really good one, like nothing that really. I found like a couple of like pretty good ones, so I just chose one of them. Uh, okay. The, the title, the the user review, it's an eight out of ten. People love giving out eights out of tens. I find that that's most of them. Uh, the, <laughs> the title is "Put Your Hand on Your Hip and Pop," and they say. <laughs> Apart from the fact that Blair, reg- <laughs> apart from the fact that Blair regards Dan as Serena's charity ch- case, this is the episode that Serena really demonstrates that she has style. For a start, <laughs> after she has a conversation with Dan on the street, the music cues by saying "You gotta shake your ass." Then we get to Serena walking away, and guess what? We see her shaking her ass in rhythm with the music. 
That is a great piece of photography and post-production. I think okay, exactly. I'm really missing the exactly. point of the episode. <laughs> Secondly, we see Serena teach Blair and her cronies how to pose. You just put your hand on your hip and pop. The way she says it makes you want to pop as well. She's so full of life and fun that anyone would want to be her friend. <laughs> I think this was also written by Jenny. This, this review. <laughs> I think so. She writes reviews in character. <laughs> oh, these reviews are so ridiculous. I love them. They're my favorite part of the episode. It's, it's, it's such a weird rude. thing to review. I don't, I don't know if people like, went in and reviewed individual episodes on IMDb. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, next week, the episode is called Daredevil. Do you have a prediction? Mm, Daredevil. I'm, I'm guessing someone does some sort of motorcycle stunt. I know exactly what episode this is. But uh, the little the little preview says, Dan makes elaborate plans to impress Serena on their first official date. So that must be what it is. He does a motorcycle stunt to impress her. <laughs> <laughs> and dies. I hope I hope that's not the advice, <laughs> the advice that Rufus gives in the next episode. <laughs> Son, I, I dated a girl like Serena once, and uh, she left me because I wasn't daring enough. Here's this motorcycle. <laughs> Here it is. Enjoy. All right, all right Dan. Okay. Sure. Yeah, right. Um, so, let's get to the segments. Episode segments. grade, I went first last week, so you can go first. Okay, I have week. just the letter grade for this one. I mean, like we said, it's so far to this point, it's been, this is the fourth episode, so this is the worst of the bunch. Not that there's been that many, but the last three have just been so good, and this one, it's just like a, it's a, it's a passable episode of a good show at this point. So far, I'm going to say this was, is a good show. So and it's hard to, I'm enjoying uh, it. like, I especially, did, the, I enjoyed it. Sorry to interrupt you. That's I was okay. say, it's hard, like, especially after the the perfection that was last episode. Very right. Hard Such a yeah. It's it was it was peak last episode, and this one was just like okay, we're we're. It was a little bit of a roller coaster of emotions, which is never, it's, I guess, not a bad thing in a drama. Um, but I think we like to see these storylines kind of intersect a little bit more, and having them be separate might have been part of the falter of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think with all that playing against it, I'll, I'll get, it was still enjoyable. Um, in the way that we get to see everyone be friendly by the end, and I'll I'll, I'll land on a B plus for this one. Okay, so now now we get to see who who's the easy grader and who's the tough grader here. Because oh. I I think I have similar notes here, but my episode grade is actually going to be a full letter grade lower. I'm going to give it Whoa. a C plus. Give me a C plus. I I think we I I have to establish the 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 curve or the sure. how, like. So I think this is a perfectly average episode of Gossip Girl. Okay. As a matter of fact, I would have given the episode a C exactly, like perfectly average C. But the BFF montage at the end bumps it all the way up to a C oh, wow. for me. Yeah. Um. There's so there's nothing wrong with the episode, like I said, and maybe maybe I'd like it more if it had a different placement in the series, like if it wasn't just after like they they got back together, like both Serena and Dan and Serena and Blair. But as it stands now, it gave me so much emotional whiplash serena just made amends with both blair and dan right and now one episode later she undoes all the progress just to make amends with both of them by the end of the episode like we just did this yeah so and i know the show needs drama but like i think we can get it from somewhere else yeah i get that um i mean we had the thing with her mom we could have kind of done that without but I, I get that serena was still like i i get i get why the episode was the way it was i'm just saying how i responded to it that's fine all right so lay the fuck off yeah, god yeah, damn it guys. guys um I still like parts of it. The uh, the conversation between Blair and Dan, we, we flagged up. The montage, obviously classic. Chuck's outfit, obviously, the best part of the episode. Um, but Serena's frustrating. The poker game's kind of pointless in the end. She's, I mean, we did not even know that Chuck had this baseball at the beginning of the episode. Mm, right. So we don't, like, feel the big loss when he loses it at the end. It really, like, 
this whole storyline did not yeah. need to exist, except to establish that Carter Bazin is a person. Um, and like we said earlier, Chuck and Nate don't even interact with the other characters, which, uh, uh, like, my favorite parts are when the the core five are all together in one room. This is the exact opposite. Yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. This is the, comp- keeping them completely segregated. So, you know, all the stories are completely separated, which is not as fun. Uh, and the Rufus and Lily stuff is weak. Like, and we don't get any Jenny. I know you loved that we had no Jenny, but I kind of <laughs> miss her a little bit. Um, we had her. We had her in the reviews at the end, so that works. And uh, yeah, that's true. And in theme with today's uh, Babe Ruth baseball episode, uh, not every episode can be a home run. Oh, that was a good but, noise uh, you made there. <laughs> at least they didn't whoosh, strike oh! out. Oh, <laughs> Randy Johnson is sitting next to me. <laughs> oh boy, so, <laughs> you see how Randy Johnson in an interview said like. No, I don't have a gun, but I keep a, a pile of baseballs by my bed. So if there's any intruders come in, I just start throwing baseballs at them. <laughs> Imagine you break into someone's house and a six foot ten fucking mustachioed man is just throwing baseballs at 105 miles an hour. <laughs> just with both arms too, like uh, like L anyway. style. Bet you didn't think we'd go there that episode. But that, uh, I knew it. That reminded me. And I, I could have picked um, any baseball player, and I picked that guy to give you that <laughs> tangent. Um, some very important Blair character development and Dan character development. Uh, so uh, next week should be better because I do know the the episode that is next week, and I do remember liking it. So, with that being said, I gave it a C plus. You gave it a okay. B plus. Well, I, I think MVP. you're right about that. I think that does define like how we're going to grade things, especially because apparently you're grading this from a standpoint of uh, Gossip Girl episodes, and I'm just watching yes. the TV and like, at, like I'm, I'm enjoying it as a TV show. I guess I'm going to grade it that way. Right? There's yeah. There's one that like you could watch it and be like, did I enjoy this episode of television? If so, yeah. But for me, it's like. The way I look at it is, in the scope of Gossip Girl episodes, of 121 episodes, there is a best episode and there is a worst episode. The best episode is going to be an A. The worst episode is going to be an F. Everything wow. in the middle is just how it falls. So there, I'm going like, to have to give one episode right. an F. I, and I don't expect to ever give Something F, honestly, needs to be based point. on, like, that. That that's how I'm looking at Fair. it. Fair. All right. And so this is a perfectly average episode of the show. And so it gets a C+. Plus and All right. Fair a enough. B plus from you. Um, so who's the MVP? <clears throat> Um, MVP, I think I'm, I'm going to give you a surprising answer here, unless this is your answer too. This might never happen again in the show, but I'm going to give Chuck the MVP here. Didn't you give Chuck the MVP two episodes ago? I hope not. Yes, you gave, wait, yes, you (laughs) gave Chuck the MVP. So this is the (laughs) second MVP point you're giving to Chuck. I hope this never happens again, because it just happened two weeks ago. Because obviously my favorite character. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ! All yeah. right, yeah. Chuck wins the MVP this year. Uh, this year, this this uh, this episode, he saves it. I think he is the MVP to the LVP of the show. So I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna give him both because the way this episode unfolds, um, you're you're going right into LVP. Yeah, because well. because Nate loses literally two hundred thousand dollars and then costs <laughs> Chuck like millions of dollars. That's, that's true. <laughs> like just like financially, yeah. the numbers tell you that Nate is the loser <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> he puts Chuck in such a huge financial hole, um, and and Chuck is like, I, he, it's funny how, how it, it tricks you this episode where you think Chuck's just getting shittier and shittier as it goes on, and then he ends up being like a really great friend by the end, mm-hmm. which surprises me. So I think the, like the amount of surprise I was taken by was was what just made Chuck uh, win this one for me. So yeah, so as for me, I might surprise you and the listeners as much shitting on we do on Chuck. He's getting double MVP Whoa! points this episode. <laughs> This is going to be this. This is so. This is the second episode in a row where I praise Blair the whole time and then don't give her the MVP. Right. So I'm really well, like, just, like we said I'm with really that just, plot line, there's too much uh, roller coaster, right. too much whiplash going on. I'm really so. just teasing Blair at this point. Like, he, obviously, Blair is going to be on my 
favorite character, and I'm going to sing her praises every episode, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give her the MVP no, every okay. episode. Favorite so. epi- yeah, your favorite character can't get it every I time. do love her, and I feel for her so much in this episode, but she gets completely fucked up and gets in another yes. fight with Serena and gets shit on by her mom, so she's really not the MVP. Like, she doesn't really... Nobody wins in that side, in that, yeah. that plot line. So, exactly. And I don't want to ever give an MVP to Chuck, <laughs> but he really did save the day today. He like, did. He was right about Carter the whole time. I mean, maybe it was coming from a place of just, like, jealousy. But yeah, he, right. Or maybe he was just good at reading him. Like, it could be. He ends up being right. And I think it was unknowingly, but still. Like, not only does he find Nate, but he gets Carter to let him go and selflessly gives up his baseball and his $10,000 watch. Yeah, who knows what would happen um, to him if he didn't come through. Yeah, exactly. We finally see him care about something other than himself with how much he cares about Nate. Uh, but the actual reason I'm ready to give him his first MVP is that iconic basketball outfit. I oh, true. I didn't even bring that. that up, and that was huge. I have to reward him for that. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't wearing that, maybe it's more of a toss-up, but that uh, that outfit seals it for me. The stupid little crowns on the cut-off sleeve shirt. So like, absurd. Oh. I can't even say so it's good. like a dated outfit. It just makes no sense no matter what time period it's from. Yeah. Which is very funny. <laughs> it's a, like Chuck is going to make bold choices. I will give him that yeah. much. Um, LV, LVP, I will switch this one up for you. This one's actually easy for me. I hate seeing Blair sad, and so I have to give my LVP to someone who made Blair sad. Now, I know you might be thinking Serena made her No, I know what you're thinking. Uh... She didn't really mean to, so the intention wasn't right. there. Um, although she is a naive fool. I will, I will not give her an LVP, but I will give her the naive fool of the, the naive fool of the week award, which yeah. is not a thing, but just my down in your notes. <laughs> um, Eleanor fucking Waldorf, on the other Bitch. hand, knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. I have been railing against these shitty parents all season, and I have not given out an LVP to them. And I am finally putting my LVP points where my mouth is. Hell the yeah. LVP obviously goes to Eleanor. She's a fucking terrible person to Blair all episode and really didn't even care. Even when Blair told her off at the end, you know, she, she yep. doesn't really care. Still, she's like, where are my clothes? She thinks she's she's in the right because she's doing what's best for her company. But she you can't even feel bad for her when Blair and Serena still are clothes because this is your fucking daughter. When you become parent, you make sacrifices. Not everything's about your company. And, I, you know, be a career woman all you want. That's fine. But you can't make your daughter feel like shit. You, you just can't do it. No. And I think you're, and then I think she ends up being very much a loser by the end of the episode because she has, like you said, big fat liar, like Paul Giamatti vibes of just being like the idiot older person yeah. that just loses yeah, she has, the movie. She has egg on her face when uh, <laughs> not only do do both of her, like her model quits in Serena, her backup model in Blair quits and curses her out, and then they steal her clothes. Like she she lost. She lost the episode. Yeah. So, uh, all right. We, I have those jotted down. I will be recording those when we when we give out our overall awards at the end of the season. Very nice. Um, so with that being said, let's get into some Lonely Boys Theater, right? Yes. Theater time. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And I believe we are going to do that great... I see uh, we talked about earlier. Blair Eleanor Blair scene. Eleanor, yeah. Naturally, you'll be Blair. As I always am. Me and mm-hmm. her kindred spirits. Um, and I don't even think there are any, uh, um, what, what are they, like the, the show notes in here that, uh, no, there, there aren't. Sta- there's yeah, no so, stage direction anyway. in this anyway, so. No. We're good. We are. All right, I'll do, I'll do my best shitty parent impression. And I. Start whenever you're ready. We'll start us off. All right. Picture the scene. Blair has just been inspired by Dan to curse out her mom and, uh. Put her in her place. So Dan's Blair storms up and away we go. Away we go. Did you choose Serena over me? You could have picked a stranger. You didn't have to choose my best friend. What, you think I wouldn't have found out? I was going to tell you tonight at dinner. There was no right decision here. There wasn't any time. I know you can understand all this. It was mishandled, the whole thing from top to bottom. 
You actually want me to agree with you. Bendel's will legitimize this company. It will take everything to the next level. You know how hard I have worked for that. You've always been my biggest fan, supporter, my biggest fan. I'm your daughter. And as my daughter, I knew that you would forgive me in time. But if my company had lost this deal because of you, I'd never forgive myself. I hope you never mm. do. Nice. And scene. <laughs> Woo! With clear, Ooh, clear accent differences between mother and daughter. <laughs> well, you know, all the best British mothers have American daughters. <laughs> That's right. As as the expression goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I found shit. I felt chills. That really went off without a hitch. That was great. Boom. No hitches whatsoever. And with that, let's get into some uh, plugs. Insert plug theme Plucky here. Plug. And what do you have to plug? Oh, we have a theme. We have a theme song. No. <laughs> All right. If you wanna, you wanna think of something or just sing a little ditty. Let me know. Our I'll, fans, I'll our fans it. will, uh, our fans will send something. Oh, I've never had that happen. I would love for fans to give us some music. <laughs> you have anything to plug? Uh, just the Happy Boys. Listen to our show. Where we talk about beer. Um, we have at this point when you're hearing this, we might have like a a sober October coming up. So look out for that if you like Ooh, la, la. things that aren't alcohol. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna reach out to Sam and his other other buddy to do non alcohol oh, for that month. So see if they're That's up to good. that. Yeah. So um, maybe they'll be a guest for that month. So who knows? We'll we'll see. That's good. I I'll be listening. Yeah, oh, I know that. I listened to your most recent episode yesterday. The hard tease. Yeah, you had Kyle Chandler. I uh, did. Friday Night Lights fame on. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because I've been hearing about <laughs> this this guy on Renap. I'm like, who? That, this, that's my boss's name. And I was like, does he have like a career oh, really? to know about in show business? Oh, that's your boss. I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, uh, if my, you mentioned that, I didn't even hear it. But that's funny. I was like, no way, they got Kyle Chandler. On there. <laughs> 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 he comes on. He's like, we're here to <laughs> to review this alcoholic team. Like, All right, Texas forever. All right, clear uh, eyes, full hearts, to can't lose. I know that quote. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll plug now. Unless yeah, you, you have it. anything else. That, that's all on all this right. show. I mean, obviously, goes without saying, but watch Never Have I Ever Season 2. Big news. Season 3 just got renewed. Woo! It's, uh, there will be a Season 3 of Never Have I Ever, so hopefully we get that sometime next year. And also, I'd like to plug uh, my my good friend and future friend of the pod, Chappelle, and is hosting a uh, Never Have I Ever podcast, along with another, hopefully, future friend of the podcast, Sasha. Um, where they are going episode by episode. They do two episodes at a time, and they are podcasting about Never Have I Ever. I listened to the first couple of episodes uh, the other day, and they are very funny, and Good the show is awesome. So I'm glad. if you want to podcast or listen to a podcast about Never Have I Ever after watching it, because you are listening to all of my recommendations, then please um, do that. Um, besides Never Have I Ever, which has been plugged every week at this point, and hopefully every week moving <laughs> forward, I recently watched the Teen Beach movies, the Disney com- the Disney Beach? Channel original movies. Never heard Teen of Beach them. movie and Teen Beach Two. They're so fun. <laughs> I was obsessed. Oh. I watched the first one with I watched the first one with Lita and my mom and, and Lita's boyfriend Kevin, and that was fun. And then yesterday I watched the second one just with my mom because Lita and Kevin were, not, were uh-huh. no longer at my house. But they're both. Oh boy, I love the Teen Beach movies. All right. It seems like something so I would have to a- drink for. If anyone wants a podcast about a Teen Beach movie with me, let me know. That's I think uh, if you want to get a little high before, I think that's the best way to. Really? It. Okay. Did your mom get yeah. high? Yeah, she was the one that supplied. <laughs> I know Teresa. Um, I'm trying to think personally if I have any. If I'm going to be on any podcast, I don't think I just. I don't think I've recorded any. Well, maybe we'll have uh, so. some Patreon content. We'll watch those movies over drinks or something. 
Lovely. So yeah. everyone just watch the shows that I watch and the movies that I watch, and then we'll have something to talk about on Twitter or something. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, speaking of which, you can follow me on Twitter, at MattyFresh24. I don't think I plugged our Twitter since, like, the first episode. Um, oh, yeah, do that. We'll post episodes yeah. there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, So you can obviously follow along with the show on my Twitter. I don't know yet if we're going to create a Twitter for this if, yet. If we if we are, I haven't you'll, done that you'll yet. Find but out. in the meantime, follow us individually. You can follow me at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. How do you spell oh, yes. it, Brendan? R-U-P-P-I-E-P-U-P-P-I-E. And follow the Happy Boys Pod at the Happy Boys Pod. Or the email, so you can email us stuff if you want to talk to us. TheHappyBoysPod at gmail.com. Oh. I was hoping you'd vamp because I was just finishing the ass with my natty light. <laughs> I, think I was like, uh, are you going to say anything? I, I was hoping I, you I could don't... see that my mouth was no, full I, of I shitty wasn't... beer. And... I was looking at my uh, my audacity, so I didn't actually have you. I was telling you to go like, on, is, and you were just, what is that gulping and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I should have so yeah, been looking Twitter at the, the um, video. <laughs> um, next week, we will be talking about season one. Episode 5, Daredevil. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely boys. boys. Bye bye. We're getting good at that.